0: fans thank you for listening to state of my sports where we talk about state of michigan sports and state of michigan beer if you aren't following us on social media yet please do so by searching state of mi sports don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our youtube channel so you do not miss an episode for even more content check out our website stateofmisports.com All right. Sorry about the, the delay here. We are uh, trying some new things, and I'm very bad with the technology. We started and, and then
1: and then stopped, and then we started again. Yeah.
0: So for the people that are watching, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you guys for listening as well. Um, but we're we got a, a new stream stuff going on. A little, I don't know, just stuff that probably doesn't look very good, but it looks good to us. So Dude, back we're off, fancy, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm happy with it. It's going to be a, a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, we're going to have this video on, on the, the YouTube as well, so you can watch it. All that good stuff. But yeah, let's just jump right into the episode, man. I, I, what are we going to talk about? I don't even know. Oh, I know exactly what we're going to talk about. So
1: some breaking news it's that sc- has that happened. It's scrolling right there down at the bottom of the screen, right? That's a
0: great... Well, no, those are our sponsors oh, at the okay. bottom of the screen right. right now. No, but No, that's all right. Um, we're going to talk about... Um, some breaking news just around the state of Michigan. Some yeah. some news, quick stuff, a uh, little touch on the Pistons as well. Uh, all in the introduction. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lions. That's going to be its own topic. And then we're going to give out our uh, second annual SAMSA Awards, which is the State of My Sports Awards. We just come up with stupid categories and we – are going to try to...
2: They're not stupid. They're legit. They're legit. Everyone wants to do them, but we're the only ones that come up with these ideas. <laughs> that's a great point. So <laughs> we will
0: uh, give those out, which will be fun, and kind of discuss it. So please, everybody that's watching, please throw in yours uh, as, as we kind of go through it. Um, but yeah, I'm Sam Walter With me today, we got Micah Smith and Ryan Walter. We're ready to drink some Michigan beer. We're ready to talk some Michigan sports and give out some SAMSA awards. So uh, we're gonna have a really good time. So before we get into that, this is the we we're right between Christmas and New Year's. Ryan, did you guys have a good Christmas?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a gr- we had a great Christmas. Yeah, yeah.
0: You guys get to see some family and stuff.
1: Yeah, three different families um, over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and it was I don't know a great time. Like Christmas always yeah. is, right? It's just a, a great time of year. Yeah. So. I love giving presents. We gave a lot of gifts. It was, it was a good time. Yeah,
0: awesome. How about you, Mike? You guys have a good time?
2: Yeah. Anything? What'd yeah, I saw Christmas? you. Did you get
0: anything exciting for Christmas? I thought for sure you were going to wear something in particular um, oh. that, that somebody bought for you. Oh. But... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm in, I'm in you, hot water real quick already. You actually did wear it yesterday <laughs> over to my
2: house. I, so I got a nice. new Tiger sweatshirt from Sam and yeah. Andrea. Yeah. It was very nice. Thank you. It's yeah. a it's a very comfortable, it's warm really sweatshirt. Nice I was sweating yesterday. It was really nice of me.
0: <laughs> <It> was, okay. <laughs> and did you say thank
1: you at the time, or is he just doing this right now for no I, one? I
2: said thank you profusely, and I, apparently that's not enough.
0: I thought I was going to get a thank you card or something. but Wow. Are you supposed to give thank you cards for Christmas? No. You don't give thank Maybe you cards for well, Christmas. Computer, apparently I'm supposed to. Yeah, I, my feelings yeah, have been I hurt. Send you a gift days. card. Yeah. No, just thank you beer.
3: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: no, it's good. I I just enjoy spending time with the family. These. That was the best. It really wasn't any different. I'm sure there's a lot of people that had um, not as fun Christmases as, as usual. Um, but it was pretty normal for our family, which I I really appreciate and love that. Uh, all of us are on the same page with with everything going on and can just. We also live close enough that it can kind of just live our lives in in that way. So, uh it was it was nice. I hope everybody out there had had a good Christmas, but uh we can also start looking at putting 2020 behind us here in the near future. Um that's that's coming up.
2: I think so. everyone's thankful for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: until uh, 2021 starts yeah, out. Where's as long as 2020 it, started. As long as it improves, yeah. was <laughs> a couple good months in 2020. Um uh, but anyways, let's talk a little bit about sports here uh before we do our beer introductions. Uh some things that that happened uh Don Brown
2: Doctor Blitz.
0: Yeah, he he gone. He's outside now. I mean, he Kick got he curb. got fired. It was pretty obvious it was coming. Uh, he was the only one that wasn't active on on the social media. What did they do that? The Twitter probably. Um, yeah. He didn't do any of that during uh, signing day or anything like that. Um, but it doesn't sound like we lost many recruits because of it. So that's that's a positive note. Um, nothing too crazy. But I, I really think the transfer portal is where. Uh, it could hurt Michigan the most. Uh, Micah, do you have have you been hearing any rumblings about like what guys are doing, um, especially on the defensive side, uh, with with you know losing yeah. losing their guy, their guy that recruited them, their guy that they believed in all well, that good stuff.
2: So a, a lot of these recruits that they just signed, um, <clears throat> they they missed on a couple because I think Don Brown made it pretty. Uh, pretty aware that he was not going to return. That was just kind of his gut feeling. And he did tell his guys that. Yeah. And he still, they were still able to pull in the majority of recruits. They're still hurting on the D-line really bad. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to look to the transfer portal for incoming guys. Um, However, Don Brown, I think, is probably going to a warmer place. It sounds like he might be joining up with Jed Fish in Arizona. Okay. That's a rumor. Oh, really? Um, other than that, I mean, it, be, besides the obvious guys that are leaving for the NFL, Quiddie Paye's leaving, Cam McGrone's leaving, Cam McGrone just announced that today, Aiden Hutchinson, however, is going to be back. So, well, that's nice, one, one yeah, of the good bookends. I, um, other than that, th- nothing, nothing too tragic, really, for Michigan. Um, Michigan State, that's a, that's a different story. And I don't know if, uh... Mel Tucker, if that's kind of where he's wanting to go with this. But they've had, I think it's up to at least 11 guys in the transfer portal since the beginning of the season. And I want to say it's around maybe six since the end of the season. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of turnover. Um, I think the guys, the uh, the coaches themselves, are getting the guys that they want and kind of kicking the guys to the curve that aren't performing to their standards.
1: Yeah. Hutchison's coming back from Michigan. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, you can't lose your two superstars on your defensive line, which was really the biggest struggle all year, especially when both of them were hurt. Right. Um, I know they didn't play very many games, but they were the ones that were expected to be the anchor of the defense. Yep. And getting at least one of them back while you can develop the other talents are really, a really big thing for the next coordinator.
2: And, that, that kind of opens up the door for uh, Braden McGregor. It's another uh, four-star kind of DN guy out of Michigan, the, the state of Michigan, that is. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a Aiden Hutchinson 2.0, so we'll see if he gets some playing time.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be just interesting to see what happens. I think yeah. who who we hire is the biggest thing. And obviously Harbaugh needs to get his new contract, which there were rumors this morning that it was basically a done deal. I thought for sure it was gonna come out, but I'm sure it'll come out at like midnight tonight once yeah. we're done recording.
2: That, that's what Chris Ballas was saying. He's he's Always. saying it's basically <laughs> a done deal. Yeah. Um and then a couple of the D C candidates. Yeah. Obviously you got Will Must Muschamp, Mustcamp, Must Camp Must yeah. Muschamp. Um, I think he's kind of like what everyone's hoping for. I think most people are hoping for, but then you you have other people with different opinions like Charlie Strong's out there. He's a, a defensive analyst with Alabama now just as of this year. and he's he's kind of had his ups and downs throughout his career. Yeah, I think um,
1: whoever it is, it's important to get a, a name an actual name that that recruits already recognize and has something right. to back him up, right? give him a little bit of credibility because losing a, a defensive coordinator is a big deal and you don't want to scare all these recruits away. If, if anything, you might want to say, like, look, we're, we're changing for the better. We're getting a little bit more up-to-date with the defense um, against these, you know, like Ohio State-type offenses. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's been there, done that with a with a big-time program already. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't have a list, like a wish list, because I feel like there's just so many – out there that would be good hires, but it's just hard. Right. To, it's hard to say which direction they're going to go. Hopefully, they pay a lot for them and they get the next guy, if not somebody that's already proven. Um, but I, I mean, only time will tell with that. Um, in Michigan State, I did want to bring that up. But Rocky Lombardi, he, he did officially transfer out. Yeah. And he's going to, was it North Dakota State?
2: No, Northern Illinois. Northern he, Illinois. He's in not, he's bank. not, no, he's not good enough for North Dakota State. <laughs> okay. Is that what I was saying? <laughs> oh, well, I, dude, North Dakota
1: State's a powerhouse. The, they went honestly, everything.
0: I got confused in my head because, like, when Micah told me, I think you told me yesterday it was Northern yeah. Illinois. And I was like, yep. oh, man, that's, that's a pretty good, You're like, good wow, transfer for him. Why? But, yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> now that, now that I realize that I, their
1: quarterbacks are always better than state's I, quarterbacks. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Michigan for that matter. And a couple yeah, at this of, point, yeah. Yeah.
2: A couple of the other transfers though too. Devontae Dobbs, their four star offensive lineman, and Julian Barnett, their four star cornerback, both out of the state of Michigan. Yeah. Heavily recruited to that team. They're both leaving. They're both going to Memphis. Okay. So I that's gonna be really good for Memphis because they're they're two highly touted guys, a lot of talent to be brought up. So good luck to them.
0: Yeah. Uh it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 87. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partners, Sicilianos Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Ciceliana's Market is the best place for that. Uh, They have, obviously, a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation. Uh, They are individually priced, so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, teas, uh tobacco and cigars uh they are also they also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in west michigan we love that sicilianos market is part of the state of my sports family and it is who we visit to help us choose our beer for each and every episode um ryan actually so i want to tell you something you're not drinking your actual beer did you know that
1: I, well, I just changed. Yeah, I just switched beers. You switched beers in, uh, without knowing.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> to my, the, my the defense, cans, the cans are are pretty similar. They're so, so close. I'll uh, go back to this one. But the funny thing about this one, and let's, let's introduce that one first. Okay. It is okay. Um, and I'll, I'll actually do it. it. It is from Athletic Brewing Company. So it is a non-Michigan beer. I think this might be our first. Um, Wait a second. Yeah. Right. Wait a so second. So this is I think our first non-Michigan beer that we've done. At least on purpose, <laughs> we we might have done one. I have a question. How do
1: I how do I file a formal complaint? <laughs> how do I put a, a pl- sorry, Michigan? You, to, you crack. Uh...
0: This is one that we're all going to grade. So basically, for the people that don't know, Athletic Brewing Company, it is we're drinking their Run Wild. It's their non alcoholic IPA. So people do like dry dry January, I guess that's a thing. Oh, really? um, And one of our friends and Travis's brother in law. Eddie, he gave us this beer to try on the podcast, so I thought that was really nice of him to do that. Uh, he, they don't even sell this in the state of Michigan yet, and he got his hands on it. I, I probably should know how. I'm not exactly sure, but um, it is actually it does have a little bit of alcohol, though what? So point point
2: 0.5. What?
1: 0.5. Point five. So this is something that you could drink all day, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and
0: feel great, oh. feel fine. Um, but it's only 70 calories. And, uh, yeah, I mean, very cool. We'll tell you a little bit more about it, but basically, their their idea is for, um, the people that don't want the alcohol, um, but love love a good beer, cold beer after a nice run and working out and all that good stuff. But,
2: hey, um, just because our sports suck doesn't mean you have to <laughs> cheat on the beers. I, like. I know,
0: I know, but hey, you gotta, do, you gotta change things <laughs> hey, up that's here. Fair, in there. That's fair. Ryan, what are you drinking? Or what Other, were you drinking? Yeah, what yeah, before yeah. I just poured a <laughs> exactly. full
1: can of that. Yeah, um, Unruly Brewing Company, I am drinking Revel Rouser. This is a 7.2% West Coast IPA. It's got 75 IBUs, so a lot of flavor in it. Um, it says you'll revel in the flavor of this West Coast-style IPA. Expect big, juicy citrus, tropical, and pine aromas and flavors with a crisp, refreshing finish. This is made with all local Michigan hops, so i love to see that. Love me some Michigan hops. This is in Muskegon, Michigan. Cool. My God!
2: Tonight I'm drinking from Austin Brothers in Alpena, Michigan. merkin dreams come true. Kinda like making dreams come true. But they're they have their murk, they're murky. We, guy. Murk. We've
1: been a, going to, with a lot of Austin Brothers lately. Yeah. I Alpena. haven't had one that I disliked yet. Yeah, it's good stuff. So
2: you can kinda if see that can get on the Yeah, camera, let me let me that,
0: do the, the nice little transition here. That, that has on.
2: really nice color to it. Not you one, cannot see one. through that beer. That is very nice.
0: Look at that whole look Ooh. at that view. such a a good view of that that's a nice nice color there these cameras man
2: so (laughs) this is a new england style ipa and this one they dedicated this beer to all the seller staff out there and they just they just wanted to give a thanks to everyone keeping that beer flowing um and it is a good beer so i think it's just a beer they they brewed with just the the love of beer and hey thanks for everyone for keeping things going and all the first responders out there too.
0: For sure, I am drinking. So for for the record, it says Monkey Fist Brewing Company, which is in Traverse City, Michigan. That is no longer the name. They actually made a transition to Middle Coast Brewing. Um, oh, I which didn't... I did one of those. I think it was a couple weeks ago now uh, that I did one of their beers. Um, but it threw me off for a minute. But he, they, I, I was talking to to the brewer himself. He goes, "Those are that's not. You're not getting an old beer. They're reason they're getting rid of." The final cans of, of that. I mean, especially in this time, you know, pinch pennies. All you all you need to. I didn't care. It Tastes great.
2: So did, did uh, he say I, they're going to keep the beer name?
0: Yeah, no, he didn't say that. Uh, so yeah, I gotta tell you, it's Pen Hopper IPA. Um, I don't know what Pen means. Do you know what that 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 would pen mean Hopper. like? It has the yeah, bridge on it. It's a nice-looking can, that's for sure. Um, it's got a nice logo on it. Uh, 6.5% alcohol. Obviously, it's an IPA that I already mentioned. Uh, what else about it? I, I will let you guys know at the end of the episode because I'm not going to be able to figure it out by then. But we are also, we got a, a fifth beer that we're all going to try. Ooh. This one is Project Long Shot. It's a double IPA um, hopped with citra mosaic and Idaho 7 Hops. So this is from Arclight Brewing Company with a collab with Monochrome Brew- Brewing. Brew- Brewing, Holy smokes. This is early and I'm already stumbling. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. But, yeah, this is uh, double IPA. It's from here. Yeah, especially <laughs> once I like, get into this double here. Um, but, yeah, it's actually, I'm not going to lie. I had one of these the other day and it's really good. Yeah, so. it is good. Um, yeah, we actually shared it, didn't we? Yeah, I we forgot did. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is... Those are the beers we're drinking today. We do need to talk some Detroit Lions. I mean, it wouldn't be a do you need st- to? State of My Sports episode
1: without it. Um, Our favorite thing about the Lions, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, how many games can they lose <laughs> to turn this franchise around?
0: Can you imagine if if Swift caught that football now?
1: We would be pissed. We would be so mad, I, yeah. Week
0: one, I'd be so mad. I know. And now I look back and I'm like, why did why did Todd Gurley have to get a touchdown?
1: <laughs> we could have lost that game. <laughs> yeah, they could have just scored. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sam, is your pick in?
1: Or you could not score yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> yet. We, the... we will definitely do some
2: mock draft. <laughs> Number two. <laughs>
0: very, very soon. I'm looking at the wrong sheet. Um, but anyways, I, I they, obviously they lost it for the people that, that uh, made it through.
1: <laughs> Through what?
0: The, the debacle. Well, man, that was a bad game. I don't even know what the final score was. Oh, yeah. I don't I care. Did, it was it 45-7? 47-7? 47-7. The only points were a punt return by Agnew. How many coaches <laughs> were present on
2: the sidelines? Uh, like three?
0: Yeah, there, it was bad. It was not.
2: <laughs> so well, they, yeah, they got shafted. They did.
0: They did. And But, I mean, it wasn't going to make that big of a difference, so I'm not going to, like, Act like we would have won or, or it would have been a close game. I, the thing that Change hurt them the, the most though. was when Stafford got hurt. And he, I think, was it the first drive or something that he he hurt his ankle and now he he was done. Um, it was definitely early. Yeah, yeah it was either was the, it was either the first or second drive. Two for three um, at the time. Yeah, he was, he was on fire. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I mean, let, let's look at what really matters here, and that is their draft standings. Their their draft. Um position I should say um so you got Jacksonville locking up number one the Jets locking up number two and this is this is exactly where it starts getting messy because you have uh you know three through ten are all four two or four or five wins um you also have Cincinnati and Philadelphia in there that are have four wins but the tie um so if they can win a game then they would move ahead of the Lions, if Lions can seal the deal. They're currently sitting at seven. Um, but if they lose, I mean they could move up all the way all the way to the three. And I didn't want to talk a little bit about it. So basically you got Falcons are, are are against the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers probably won't play their starters if because they don't have to. They can't go up, they can't go down. Um, but will the Falcons be willing to play and, and win this game? Uh Possibly not, but I mean it's possible. Um, Then you start, you go down to the Titans at Houston. Titans have a lot to play for, and that's really the the problem here uh, with Houston. But I mean, Houston can play spoiler, and they don't even own their pick. Their pick goes to Miami either way, so it's not like they're going to be fighting for or for. A draft pick, like they're not going to lose on purpose or not show up before the draft pick situation. They're looking to play spoiler and they're looking to have some pride. And if you listen to what JJ Watt kind of came out and said, he's not happy with what's going on.
2: Um, That'll make the hair on your back stand up. Yeah,
0: how did I I wish I would have thought that we were going to bring this up and like have the audio because I'm not a big JJ Watt guy.
2: Why not? I think
0: he's an attention whore. To be honest, like I I feel like that was a perfect example for him to be like, look at me. Like he's out of Houston, this is last year for sure. I, I think he's gonna move on, and he's how kinda many auditioning his, yeah. his you know,
2: oh, he's such a good leader. How he is many is a good man? How many
1: defensive player of the, of the year honors he has? Like three, I think he, has, he, like three. Awards? I think he you, has
0: three, but then he's played in like three games until this year, the last four years. So he's been hurt a ton, he's been hurt a
2: ton, yeah. But yeah, but so is
1: everybody. It's the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you like JJ Watt?
1: Yeah, I do. You do? I like him, I don't dislike I him. I'm loved for him to be on the Lions.
0: I don't dislike him, but I I don't like him coming out and trying to be holier than thou, like we're professionals and blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I, that didn't get me – that wouldn't get me going as, as a teammate. I would just be like, dude, w- it's true you. Like, I doubt it. do you all I, of a sudden
1: – Yeah, but that's coming from a – like, he is so competitive. He is incredibly He doesn't, incredibly yeah, he doesn't want to lose on purpose. If you felt like your team as a professional was losing on purpose for any, any sort of reason, just to get a, a – you know, once one yeah. or two spots better as a rookie, you know like you're going to look at all these rookies and be like, dude, they they don't like that's not what we're playing for. We're not playing for the rookies. We're playing for each other. Yeah, in a locker room. So I bet you'd be behind him if you were in the locker I, room. I,
2: I honestly think he's trying his best to establish some sort of positive, hardworking culture at the very last minute. I'm sure he's yeah he's probably not going to be a Texan for very much longer. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he doesn't care about the guys around him still. Yeah, you know,
0: I don't know. I just, I look at that guy as as just a look at me a little too much personally. I know he's a really charitable guy, and that's great. But then he also makes sure that that's known to everybody, and that I don't know that kind of stuff bothers me a little bit. But, anyways, uh, also you got the football team uh, at the Eagles. Eagles basically just playing spoiler. I feel like uh, I don't think they can win the division. I I don't understand all the tiebreakers, but I'm pretty sure that they're basically out uh, with only uh, four wins. I don't think five will win their division. I think they would need six. But I think that actually played, it, a lot comes into play with that because I think the Giants and Cowboys are right at five as well. So maybe maybe they can. I, I don't know. I, I should have looked at that a little bit Wait, closer. So you're
1: saying our strength of schedule jump? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, sorry. I'm, I'm talking about the, the Eagles could win against the football team, and, oh. and that would help help our draft
1: yeah, position. They <laughs> definitely could. Um, I, my question with this is c- can we drop? Like if we win, can we still oh, drop yeah. because our strength of schedule jumps too much? Because who who are we playing? Well, those our last strength games?
0: of schedule wouldn't make that big of a difference. It's um, the first tiebreak. Well, yeah, but that's already set in stone. basically basically, that that like winning a game doesn't really affect it. Like sorry, that's the first tiebreaker. Yes.
1: So so we who have who are we playing last game? The Vikings. Right. Okay. So our strength of schedule is not going to go up that much because their record isn't that good. That's that's my question. Strength of
0: schedule is is a formula that's already in place based on. What everybody else's record is, so
1: basically the the
0: win is what would push us outside of the top ten.
1: Okay, we're really close to the Giants with strength of schedule. That wouldn't change. No, I don't believe so. Based on the, the results of the last game here,
0: I think that that form. I feel like that number doesn't change based on anything. Like that's like a preseason type thing. I believe. Okay, maybe it's based so, on something to look Maybe up, it's I based guess. on somebody else's wins. Like the, do you think that it's basically, however many wins you're you're competitors had your yeah. strength of schedule changes yeah okay, so, so now the vikings
1: win this last game they their strength just got a little lose. bit bigger yeah you know yeah. so if they win this last game against the lions gotcha vikings i see what you're have saying a better yep, record sorry. so now that applies against the strength of schedule
0: okay nope that that mm. makes sense so that's something to look but for basi- yeah basically yeah. it's it's lose you have to lose yeah otherwise if you win you're gonna you could fall out of the top 10 and that, that could hurt a little bit. Yeah, that would, that would definitely hurt. If you lose, you could move up all the way up to three. I doubt that. But I think they're going to land somewhere between, you know, five and six, which I think is, is pretty. you're going to get a pretty solid player there.
2: So so being, being the Lions in the position they're in, does – what is it? Martha Ford's daughter that's kind of got – Sheila, yeah. Sheila? Yep. Don't you think she just goes to the team and just kind of tells Stafford, like, hey, you're not playing, just so you know?
0: I would hope not. I would hate for the
2: owner to be to do something like
0: that.
1: Personally, yeah, that's the whole Jerry Jones argument. Like, get, yeah, are you an owner or are you trying to be GM or coach? Like, what are you trying to do? If you take up too much power, it it, it just doesn't work that well, way. Get I, I your get football
2: that. minds to make football decisions. You don't have a GM. You don't have a head coach. Someone's got to make the decision. Like, hey, we don't want to win. There is no point in winning. Oh, you're and saying for this last game? That's what I'm. Yeah, for yeah, the last I, game. I, of no, course. No. Why not? I don't think that's something you want.
0: To, that's not a tone you want to set as an owner. I hope that I hope they would never. I mean, do I want them to? Yeah, like pull everybody forfeit. I don't care. Don't play the game So you have COVID or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but yeah. like, our strength the
1: schedule just went down. Yeah. I,
0: I don't see a reason to play the game. I don't. I would rather Stafford not play, other than the fact that I'm probably going to sit on the couch and watch it anyways, and I enjoy watching Stafford. But I'm going to be nervous that they're going to somehow sneak this game out. Th- there's a really good chance that they do, and that's that sucks. Because the Vikings are, are right there, too, trying to, you know, they they have nothing to play for, so who who cares less, I think, is, is where we're at. And But to, to answer your question, I would hate for ownership to do something like that. They need to back off and, and let these players play if they want to play. If Stafford's good to go and he wants to go, let him go. That, that's how I feel.
2: All right. I didn't mean to get you off track.
0: No, no, you're, no, that's a good question. Um, But, I mean, basically, the Stafford thing is interesting, like, did we just see his last his last play as a lion? is is going to be i think i asked that last week too yeah. but that that's something that i'll be thinking about in the offseason for
2: as, sure aside from what you want do you think it was his last snap
0: i don't i, I really don't i think or do you
2: think the last, this upcoming game is going to be his last one
0: i don't i i think he's the quarterback okay i really do um i think it would be stupid for a gm to come in here and make that type of change now if they decide to pull the plug on them and you get really good value on the trade market, then I would back that and I would support it. But if you – I would hate to draft a, a quarterback, let's say top seven, because that's where we're sitting right now is seven, and stick with Stafford and hold on to Stafford. Like I'm, I'm not a – Draft the guy, but keep Stafford for this year. Like that, I don't like that. Idea. You don't like that. I don't think that's. There's a good There's been way to really go.
1: successful transitions doing it that way. If, if we're looking back at history, I mean, we're looking. There look has at been the Favre to Rogers transition. Um, you know, Montana to to uh, Steve Young. Steve Young. I mean, there's some pretty good examples of that working out really well, and so the pressure's not all on this kid that's getting used to the league. I don't think that's a bad way to go. So Stafford has two years left on the deal, I think, right now. After this year. After this year. yep. And if you bring in a guy – So I don't think Stafford staying means that you have to not draft a quarterback. I do think it takes the pressure off for having to draft a quarterback number one or first round um, with their first-round pick this next year. Um, It it really depends on what quarterback you believe in. I really think, like, you can look at all these mock drafts. I think there are a lot of teams out there that probably look at – some of these, like Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, yeah, that might want those guys ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I know that sounds crazy, but that's very crazy. But teams, <laughs> but but teams dial in on what they want. Like yeah. they they will find the quarterback with the traits that they want, and it might not be. Yeah. I, I, it's most and, likely and, and, Trevor
2: Lawrence, but it might be Trey Lance. Maybe they believe in him. Well, you watched that happen there, with really the Lions and Jelani.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good one, but also Kyler Murray, I think, is that is it fits that mold because there were a lot of questions. Will he get drafted? I think his top seven is where he was kind of floating around. Then all of a sudden, Arizona was like, "No, this is the type of quarterback we want." They wanted him for our system. Yeah, there were quarterbacks that they probably passed on that would that a lot of people thought that w- would get drafted higher. But and honestly, you got the Kyler Murray, you got Jalen Hurts, you got these type of quarterbacks that are more athletic, more. Um, I don't want to say run first because I think that that's an unfair um, more, way to look at more it, but they're Yeah, and they, they can move around, and, and that seems to be a popular trend right now. I don't know if that's the right way to go. Uh, Lamar Jackson is another example um, of, of a guy that can move around, and that might – I'm not saying somebody's going to take – like like you just said there, I think you kind of – they're going to take Lawrence over him, more than likely, everybody, but – I see what you're saying. Like, will somebody reach for a quarterback that they think is the right guy? Right. That fits what they want. I don't know what I would even want. Let's say we do draft a a, a quarterback. Like I don't know if I, I want yeah, that we, type we, of quarterback.
1: We have time. We have time to get there because yeah, the do. obvious yeah. choices are, you know, you're really ch- you're picking between um a, a Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. Those are kind of the ones Justin Fields everybody has him going to as a second quarterback. Zach Wilson's really, really high in a lot of people's boards right now. Mm-hmm. I'm only bringing this up because I think it is important to remember. You know, the Bears, they wanted Trubisky. Yeah. That wasn't a, a popular pick at the time, but they wanted him. They believed yeah. in him and him alone. So I think if the Lions have their guy, that, that their next GM, their next coach, believe in, they want to start the rebuild. Let's just say it's Urban Meyer because that's a popular name that's been yeah. kind of tossed around. And I don't know. Has he announced it? If he's interested in
0: the he NFL, he hasn't yet? announced, and he hasn't denied it either. Well, he
1: said he's going to take this week. Denou- oh, is that been what he said? Heavy
2: yeah. rumors about him to Jacksonville,
1: but but there's heavy rumors of him to the NFL in general. And so then at that point, then then the bidding war starts. Yeah, I think that, you know? I think I heard mm-hmm. three
0: teams or something are are very interested in in Urban Meyer. Yeah,
1: so let's just say the I, I don't, I'm just picking a name that people know. Gosh. So Urban Meyer goes out there, and the Lions get him. I'm sure that he out of you know has well, his preference well, out of well. all these guys. <laughs> how yeah. the turntables <laughs> There's a lot of fit with, with Urban Meyer because like I
0: hated I hate him
1: yeah but now <laughs> yeah. best friend do you want <laughs> right. to win or not right yeah, yeah, that's what it comes down to no sorry I had to do it but I, he, he might have his guy he might look at Trey Lance and say he is everything that I want in a quarterback there's a good chance yeah he might he might look at Zach Wilson in the in the character or the type of leader that he is with all of his energy he might be like that is my guy mm-hmm. so it it just depends i don't know I'm, it, what i think it does is it takes the pressure off If you keep Stafford on the team, it takes the pressure off of having to reach for that guy. Yeah. So let's just say Zach Wilson isn't there, and that's the one that the Lions want. If he's not there, go get your star wide receiver for the next year.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly who they have slotted at seven. of course, I'm going to pull up a mock draft just just because that's just the way I work. (laughs) Um, But this is uh, not a very credible one. I think it was, uh, what is it, Tankathon. And I know it's early to talk mock drafts, but.
1: Um, Never too early to talk mock drafts. Come on, I'm looking no, at mock the drafts Lions, for the NBA. The Lions
0: to follow. The, the Lions are slotted at seven to take Devontae Smith, and that is a sixth midnight type type of draft pick. That's for speed me there. That dude, and they have Jamar Chase actually going ahead of him, which I, I get to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, man, I don't They're know. They're
2: both sick.
0: Yeah, they're both. real. I think Devontae Smith is the real deal. I don't, think, and he is the I don't next think, big
1: deal. I don't think Jamar Chase will still be there, or, or I think he he will still be there. I think the Lions at seven, in which they might even move up, but I think they'll have their pick from Jamar Chase. I, I think they'll have all wide receivers on the board at that point. Ba- Bengals will go offensive tackle. Yeah, no, oh, that's, that's a good point. I, I was trying to, but I
0: mean, I I'll I'll keep going if you want to, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll. I'm talking yeah. over my own sounds, and I hate <laughs> when people do that to me. Uh, but anyways. Kyle, Kyle would be proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's watching and sees, uh, sees he's all not. this all this tricky he's stuff not. that he's we got watching. going over there. He's not? No, I can talk. Come on, you. Kyle. You little son of a gun. Uh, but anyways, it is time to start the second annual SAMZA Awards. That's State of My Sports Awards. We did not talk about any of these beforehand, and I told myself <laughs> I was going to talk to you guys about this so we can circle it. So this is going to be... Real raw conversation. There might be punches thrown. Probably not because we we kind of get along. If Kyle's here, there would definitely be punches thrown. Yeah, um, Yeah. Jarrett might have. He would.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the kind of guys they like. This is
0: this is the the civilist group that we have on 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 the podcast. When when Kyle's here, like he he just is mean to me. Um, When Trav's here, we just disagree so much. That, that doesn't go well. And then we tell you're just stupid for we all picking know, whoever you're going to pick. Yeah, we all know Jarrett. So, uh, enough said about that Whoa. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fan he of. He just jumped on. Jarrett's a, a <laughs> fan he? of. Hey, literally. Jarrett. Jarrett. Thanks, sir. Thanks, we were just talking about you. <laughs> Love you, buddy.
1: All good stuff. He's literally a fan of everything outside of Michigan.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, he's <laughs> a Pistons bizarre. fan. He is a Pistons fan. Um, Me, too. All right, guys. So, mm-hmm. we got uh, at the bottom of the screen, we're doing uh, the state of my, Michigan's. Rookie of the Year. We have some names kind of scrolling through. I'm curious if, if any of them stand out to you or is there something I missed? In Facebook comments, please, if you guys have somebody that we've missed uh, or that you think deserves a vote, please, please let us know. We would love to, to know your guys' opinion. But, all right, Rookie of the Year. I threw a couple names out there. We uh, Mike threw a couple in and Ryan, you threw one in as well. Uh, so we'll just name a few. I got Casey Mize, uh, Tarek Scoobal. Uh, Willie Castro, Jack Fox, uh, DeAndre Swift. How about so like
1: Jonah Jackson, you know. Jonah like-
0: Jackson's actually a really good one too. I should have put him on He's there.
2: He's done a good job. Uh, yeah. You can put him on there. He's on right, there So
0: now. all right, so we got Jonah Jackson part of it. So let, let's start. This is just the way I like to do it. What about Red Wings? We have a. a there weren't any really. Wings rep. No. Um, no. Not really any rookies that are worth getting excited about. Uh, so let's let's start with the three baseball players, and we can we can. Work our way down, so we got Casey Mize, Tarek Scubel, and Willie Castro. All right, I'm going to look at the two pitchers. I think Mize is obviously the more exciting name that people would know and, and be really excited about. But I think Scubel was personally better. Is that is that fair? Yeah. And, I, and to be honest, the, these guys might be rookies next year too because of the games
1: played. I, I don't know how it all works in, in baseball. But I, I would agree with you from pitcher's perspective. To uh, had the better. Better year. So
2: we can also make our own rules like the Big Ten did this year. Yeah, so. that's
1: that's a great way to do
0: it, and we'll get into that.
1: We when can change them later. We change them, about, later. <laughs> we change it? them
0: later, yeah. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> right? If we want a winner at the <laughs> we end did, of this, we can change. We did change uh, one of the letters when we did the alphabet thing. Remember that?
3: Oh, at, well after.
0: All right, so we got two more Tigers here to talk about. we got Tarek Skubal <laughs> and Willie Castro. So Castro didn't play a whole lot of games um, but his numbers were insane. He hit, uh, he was hitting over three thirty, right? Yeah, I think it was he was three fifty. Yeah, like he was absolutely. We should have actually had that. That's a nice outing at the top of our. We should have. I should have put stats on here. My bad. But um, I guess out of those two, Ryan,
1: which one stood out to you more? I, I have a feeling it's going to be Castro, but you also really like Scooble at times too. I, I really do like Scooble. I I liked what I saw out of him, but a lot of that was. Less the performance side and more of like just looking at the stuff. The, yeah. the tall, lefty, lanky. You, It doesn't even look like he's throwing the ball hard, and it's throwing 97, 98. He's got that downward. Anyways, I, I overall, I think actually production, Willie Castro was the mm-hmm. rookie of the year for the Tigers year. For the Tigers in year. general. Yeah. He, he was so impressive, and, and not only that, but he can play shortstop, second, third base. Yeah, I love the left-handed batty. He's tall in the box. He just looks like an, a really good athlete. I
0: wish he would have got more playing time.
1: And more at bats, more plate appearances. It was only a sixty-game season. Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. He, he had some time taken away early on, and then injuries allowed him to play every game down the stretch. Yeah, um, I, he might have actually been a little hurt at some point. I think he too. was early on. Yeah, yeah, early.
2: Yeah. So Willie had one hundred twenty-nine at bats, a .5 WAR, forty-five hits, six home runs, and a batting average of three forty-nine. But I wow. think
1: I think the the batting average is what people expect. He hit over three hundred. In Triple A, Double A, like he's a he's a hitter. Yeah, he can he can put the barrel on the ball. But the then six, he had some power too. Six, six home runs was impressive, and, yeah. he, and everybody expected that out of his type of body, uh, it, with his swing too. And it's kind of started to click for him. It's, yeah, and he he's one of good, those guys guy. that
0: he did get a few at bats last year. I think he got about a similar number, but that was in a full uh, season. So I, I thought he still fit the the
1: rookie absolutely narrative. Yeah. He, okay. was, he was a September call up before that.
0: All right, so. We got three Detroit Lions, so we'll say Willie Castro will take take the Detroit Tigers. Tigers, um, Ryan, were there any Pistons that were worth? Mentioning on this? Pro- probably not, right? No, I
1: don't think so. Seku um, was the only didn't play real enough, rookie, right? but yeah, no. He had All a right. good start, yeah. s- really slow end.
0: All right, so we'll talk about three Detroit Lions. We got uh, Jonah Jackson, which Ryan just brought up. Very good guard. I mean, I think he had a very good season. Yeah, he's been doing um, well. DeAndre Swift, and then our awesome punter, uh, Jack Fox, who actually made the Pro Bowl. So hats off to him. <laughs> Fox. Um, <laughs> like,
1: I'm not gonna give it to him. No, okay. <laughs> A right. punter, no, I, man. You got to go, DeAndre Swift. I'm glad you talked he I'm glad you talked me out of it. I'm glad he talked me out of it. Like, and I wish we never used him. Well, let's say, you let's can't just put it that just way. Give it to the
2: sexier looking pick out always, of here. Always well, give it to the sexier looking pick. So no. you're, you
0: think Swift should get it out of those three Detroit oh, lines? Yes, I agree. And, and it's not necessarily it's production. It's the flashes. It's, it's similar to what you saw with Terrence. It's the stuff. It's the stuff of the running back. It is the difference-making abilities that he had. Look, I, Jonah Jackson was probably a better difference-maker, but you don't really see it.
1: You don't see it every time. I, I'm just going DeAndre Smith, you know mean? It's the running back, second-round pick. But well,
2: what did you see out of Jack Fox this year? What did you see? The Pro Bowl. Good year, job. But- Good
1: job. You did your job as a punter, which... <laughs> On the best teams, they don't even get used. Right.
2: Yeah, Sorry, uh, Jack, but if you're listening, I Sorry, apologize. Jack. Let's
0: not tag him in this um, in this episode. That is very no. Important. We want his take.
2: Yeah, you your, your fans <laughs> really love you. If, right.
1: a, if we can get anybody on this podcast, we might as well start off with Jack Fox. <laughs> that would be a great
0: one. All right. So DeAndre Swift wins it for the Lions. I think that I think just, that just makes the most sense. So here we are, Willie Castro, DeAndre Swift. I'm gonna go s- Castro. Ryan?
1: Yeah, me too. Willie Castro had a bigger impact overall. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because Jack Fox should have been the Lion.
2: So
0: before we announce officially. Oh.
2: Oh. Willie Castro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey. Congratulations. Congratulations, Willie. Your 2020 (laughs) Sums Award Rookie of the Year. Sums
0: Samsas, Micah, can you actually keep track of this so I don't have to like keep doing this? Uh, yeah. Actually, I, I can gotcha.
2: just do it, do it this way. But. I you. Gotcha.
0: All right, so we are going to actually hold on. Before I do that, I gotta, I gotta make this transition here. So, so I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. You, you notice, notice he
1: didn't ask me to do that because he's like Ryan won't do that. <laughs> he doesn't even have a pen. He's not prepared. Oh, I do. I do. Ooh. I gave <laughs>
0: you a pen. I don't
2: need that. You are really That's prepared. Nice. You didn't even know, and know, you had a pen. Prepared for me. Nicely done.
0: I'm always prepared for you, Ryan.
2: You know, you know what? You've done a lot of backing of coaches this year. I say we move on to coach of the year. Coach
0: of the year. So I mean I basically let's just name all of the coaches. You got Jim Harbaugh, Gardenheir,
1: Garbage, Howard, Garbage, Tucker. <laughs> that's not his name. Decent. Yeah, Casey. Mel Tucker. What? Mel Tucker. Sorry. Yeah. Casey
0: <laughs> <You> Tucker. <laughs> I, was, what? I, I thought when I read Tucker, I was oh, like Oh wow. That's not the Pistons coach. Very <laughs> nice. Um Mel Tucker, uh Jeff Blaschel, uh Dwayne Casey. And uh, Matt Patricia and Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo so as how, well. How many are left? All right, so I'll cross off <laughs> uh, Matt Patricia, <laughs> who survived. I will crash uh, or cr- cross off uh, Gardenhire, the two guys that uh, are no longer with us. Uh, Harbaugh doesn't deserve it this year for sure. The least
2: yes. is Harbaugh um, still with us.
0: Yeah, he is. He's going to sign a new deal. Ah. All right, I. Blashill, you you were the worst team in the NHL. I I think you are a good f- hockey coach, but you have a bad team. Right. So you did not d- get this award. Um, I don't think Dwayne Casey deserves it. Is
1: that fair? Yeah, absolutely not.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's look at the two f- basketball coaches. You got Tom Izzo and Jawan Howard. Uh, This
1: is tough. This is very, very tough. Let me tell you why. Because Juwan Howard... Just secured the number one overall recruiting class for next year. Uh yes, he did. So I the, didn't know that. The, by and, a and honestly, long shot. by a long shot, he, he
0: was close to doing that this year too. We we like were one recruit. Going in, we were one recruit away. The guy uh, ended up going to the to the G League team. Yeah,
2: no,
1: it was Arizona State. No, no, no. Well, yeah, Isaiah that was, Todd.
2: That was Joshua Christopher, but Isaiah Todd went to the went G-League. to the G
1: League. So there was yeah. two guys like that. So Josh and, Christopher was not going to come to to U of M. That was a last minute thought. Okay. It, was, it was amazing that he even. Considered Michigan. It was because of Howard that he considered it. But Isaiah Todd would have been at Michigan if he didn't do the, the G League um, Ignite team, is yeah. what they call him. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: All right. So
2: a lot of different variables between these two guys.
0: I agree. I, yep. And the way I look at it is, and, and look, I mean, the, the last. Couple games for for Izzo has not looked good. Were they zero three in the Big Ten so far? Yes. Um, that's nothing to get excited about. But he won the Big Ten last year. I'm going to focus more on on that. He had a, a team that was going to float around a one or poss- or a two seed or a possibly one seed in the March Madness if it actually happened. He was they were he, he's a good basketball coach. He's also a good recruiter, and that's where like I don't think we've learned enough about Juwan Howard to being a better coach yet. That I think is, is going to be up for debate. Time will tell in, in a year or two if he's still
1: around. But I I would disagree with you because what can a coach control? It, it, what what? Juwan Howard can control this last year is recruiting. a bad a bad team. Like he didn't have a lot of returners going into this last season. Um, they were supposed to have a down year. They overperformed or outperformed what their expectations were as a first-year head coach for himself. And then the other side of that, he's brought in awesome recruiting classes with him. In my in my opinion, he's done more as a coach with limited games, really, over the, in 2020. He's done more as a coach than than Izzo has. And, okay. and he's exceeded more expectations. Right. Real,
0: real quick, I'm going to cross out Mel Tucker. I think what he did this year, what was – it pretty was solid. Fine. It was fine. And it's more just not based on the, his the teams he beat, not how well they actually played. You know what I mean? So right. I I think he was the better football coach in the state of Michigan, but he doesn't deserve to be in this conversation anymore. So I just want to cross that off before we I forgot to move forward. So here we are. We got Tom Izzo he would win back-to-back. I mean, that that's a pretty pretty big deal. Nobody's ever won back-to-back Samsa awards. Yeah, that's um, historic. This, yeah, I mean, that, ugh, crazy. I mean, that would be unbelievable in that.
2: We are down to these two. But we're
0: down to Juwan
1: Howard and Tom Izzo. Are you voting Juwan I, Howard? My vote is Juwan Howard. I think it's been more impressive and exceeded more expectations. I expect this out of Izzo. This is nothing new for him. He's done his job. But that's not like mm. – okay, Howard has done more because he's exceeded expectations with wins and losses last year. They were not expected to do anything, and he's exceeded expectations with recruiting. Number one, we're talking like Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina type stuff with number one recruiting. That doesn't happen at Michigan. All right, hands down in my mind, Juwan Howard.
0: I think you made a very good argument. I'm still going to stick with performance on the floor. So Micah.
2: I'm going to side with Sam. I'm going to go with Tom Izzo. All right. I, I, um, I mean, it, the, the, OK, listen, Ryan made a lot of good points. Yeah. That Juwan had exceeded a lot of expectations through recruiting and through what was expected of kind of some, some leftovers. But the the results on the court are what matter. And Tom Izzo got it done. So. Yep.
0: Right. I think th- that is actually a lot closer than I thought it was going to be because, Ryan, Ryan, I think you did a really good job arguing for Jawan Howard. Thank you. And maybe we'll switch it before next time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Big Ten sound. Um, but here we are. We are going to talk about our general managers. We have four, basically. Um, you got Steve Iserman, which would be a, a back-to-back win for him as GM of the year. You got Troy Weaver. Um, basically, I think it's just solely – like what he did was, he chose a direction. I think that's that's a good reason to um, be a part of this conversation. You got Alavila and Bob Quinn. I'm gonna cross off Bob Quinn because yep. he's no longer here. And
2: he is part of the reason we'll you're in the state you're in.
0: Exactly. Um,
2: uh, so so you got the three here. As much as I don't even want to vie for this guy, I'm gonna kind of lean towards alavila right now I, I i hate the state of the tigers i can't stand it but i understand it's part of the process um a lot of the trades early on we've all disagreed and come and we will continue to disagree on uh, as far uh, collectively you know what i'm saying the jd trade it was so bad yeah everything early on was so bad but if if this is truly the rebuild that we really think we're having, I think he, as far as the drafting the talent that we're wanting, his staff is getting it done. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't argue with the picks, and this is, well, this first, is the Yeah, first overall pick. Job. This is the job of the GM in a rebuild, and I can't really argue with what he's done.
1: The, the fact is the Tigers just brought in Spencer Torkelson, which is – the best hitter in college baseball last year, uh, the last couple of years really in college baseball, and it was the clear choice at number one overall for the Detroit Tigers. They they're missing bats. He's bringing in bats. It's easy to do when you're the top overall team, yeah, year after year. The last few years, Riley it's easy, Green, it's, yeah, Casey Mize. It's easy to get those guys right. Yep. Um. We've also we've also seen recent years really good stuff. I actually don't love the let like after Torkelson. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a I don't. I don't love the draft that the Tigers put together. I'm not completely sold on it with with only five rounds that they had last year. So that that's the one thing. Like Torkelson, yeah, rock solid. Love the pick. Also a very very obvious pick. Yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking as far as GMs go, we have gone with the Pistons as being a, a, a middling team that everybody was sick and tired of being the eight and nine and ten seed every single year in the Eastern Conference, a bad conference. To actually have in some direction in a rebuild type of type of team, I actually don't love the draft pick of, at seven overall with Killian Hayes. I, I'm not I'm not in love with that draft pick. Um, there that, wasn't a whole
2: lot though. Uh,
1: yeah, but they missed on some guys, and I think I think we could have. I don't know. Either way, I think it's it's important to realize that you know Troy Weaver, what he has done is he's put the Pistons in a state of uh, 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 an official state of rebuild. Which was different than previous years. We've got rid of Reggie Jackson. We got rid of some of these other expiring contracts. He's done his job, and I think I think he's at least put the Pistons in a position to find the organization's turnaround guy. You know, the guy who's going to change the organization as a whole.
2: But back on Alavila, really quick. Do not forget that he just brought in AJ Hinch, also. Okay, so that to me. That's a home run higher right there.
1: You know what? That's a good that's a good point.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> argument alone might have just sold me. Let me I, let me just say this last thing. Troy Weaver. Alright, hold on. I'm on myself only. I thought I was gonna talk. Tro- Troy gonna... Weaver <laughs> just go.
1: turned just turned one <laughs> pick. Just turned one pick into four picks. He did. Yeah. And and trade of the year, uh, we'll get into trade of the year. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. I've got, I've got oh, a candidate really? for that. Oh, really? Do you? Okay,
0: that's, that's yeah, good because I didn't have very many. That's actually next, next topic, so if people want to start racking their brains on, on trade here. <laughs> um, look, Eiserman should not win it, again,
1: I don't think. Um, he's done some very, very good things. Time will tell. Um, in, in 2024, he might win the 2020 award.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I think... I don't wanna make it sound like Eisman didn't do his job because I think he did a really good job. Um he's made some unbelievable moves. He's set this team up for success a couple years from now. It's not gonna be this year. But I think we once we start seeing progress visually, and not just like in draft picks and in and moves and, and lottery picks or, or lottery tickets basically, um uh, when we actually see the results on the on the ice, that's when he's going to really uh, you know his rewards. Yeah, he's going to start winning three oh, or four yeah. of these in a row. Yep. Um. But so I, I think I'm going to cross Eisenman off the list, so we're going to be talking Troy Weaver and Alavila. I think Troy Weaver's biggest argument for me is direction. He chose a direction. He, Like Ryan already brought up, he took one draft pick and made it into – did he get four first three, round? Three, three first, first round, round, one second round? One second round. But – what is it what did he get out of that that's what i don't know what i do know is alavilla i think got a very good manager and i think he made the right picks where he needed to what they will turn into time will tell and i think seeing what casey my has done in schoolbble um and all these other guys that he has drafted and was a part of start reaping the rewards from these guys I think that's where I would I would lean a little bit
1: towards Micah, um, but man, you think I'm going to vote Troy Weaver? That's not actually true.
2: Okay, <laughs> he, he, Let's the, the man ball. is a baseball. So, guy,
1: Micah, <laughs> y-
0: you said Avila. Uh, I'm going with Avila. Ryan, I'm going Avila. <laughs> Sam, yeah. Alavila, come get your the winner winner GM of the year. You- we I don't, don't like you, but <laughs> not a fan. I'm not sold on you yet. Wow. Um, but man, that's that's a big turnaround for him because we hated him last year. Well, we still kind of hate him, but yeah. I mean, dude, again, do you he truly like,
2: wholeheartedly agree? First overall, I think pick. he deserves it.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, but I think it was an easy thing for him. I because think, yeah. when you, when you got those high of picks um it's easy and I don't know man
1: we'll get into the trade of the year pretty soon but I think That's actually what, right now. I think what Troy Weaver he, what he's done he's worked for it and yeah. I and I don't think Al Avila's really worked for it. Yep. Um but I do think he he So, he has so been we so we are
0: on trade of the year. So what what is the trade of the year that you want to bring up? Yeah, so
1: Troy Weaver um sold a first round pick a future first-round pick for the 16th overall pick of who is it? The uh, the we, we got Isaiah Stewart at 16 overall with this pick. Okay, so I think it's either like the Rockets, Clippers. Um, it wasn't the Clippers. I'm looking up. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyways, they they basically sold the first-round pick in the future for this, and it's How, like highly protected. Well, that pick that's too, the right? that's the thing. Yeah, it's protected for the first four years of the deal. It's the protected Blazers. Yeah, it's protected for the uh, within the first fifteen picks, I believe. So if they if they are still picking within the first fifteen picks, it will stay with the Pistons in the next four years, and then after that, it turns into a second round pick. There's a little bit like if you start looking it up on your own, there are some like year after year, the criteria changes a little bit. But I'm just kind of generalizing it right now. Uh, but basically, there's a really really good chance with the state of the Pistons at the moment that this pick, they just got a first-round, 16th overall pick for a future 2025 second-round pick. Yeah. And to me, it's like, oh, my, that that's complete no-brainer. What, what a, a great job mid-draft to, like, he picked his guy that he wanted, Isaiah Stewart. He went out and he got the pick needed. He pulled off the deal needed to get his guy. And I just think that's so awesome as a, as a GM. And it's something the Pistons haven't had in a long time.
2: What, one you brought up though, what was the other one?
0: All right, so there there were the I actually had two. Um, you had two. Yep. So I think uh, when Eisenman traded CU, um to Edmonton, he got two second round picks. And I know that sounds like when you're looking at like NBA in the NBA world, second round picks basically no value. Right. Two second round picks in the NHL big. are very very big and. It's not only will you turn these two guys into uh, a lottery ticket or do you build that and make it, like, let's say you trade in two $5 lottery tickets and create a $35 lottery ticket, you know what I mean, by moving up in the draft, getting the guy you want when you want him. um, It it just gives him, and it's a quantity thing that he can turn into quality. And second-round picks in the NHL turn into NHLers a lot. Oh yeah, very very high quality players. Very high quality players in the second round. So if he makes these two picks um, with that, uh, I mean that's for a guy that you weren't the expiring deal didn't fit with the with the Red Wings, and I I don't. I think he just signed a one year deal with With the Kings. The Kings. So he's basically on a tryout now, um, trying to get that next big deal. He's not a guaranteed long term NHL player.
2: So is where he's at. That trade looks mighty fine right now.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um, but then, and so I have another Red Wing trade that uh, Eiserman made, and it was in this offseason. He traded uh, basically future considerations. Nobody knows what it is. It's going to be a mid to late uh, round draft pick, if anything. Sometimes that just turns into a a Griffin or even a a walleye type player you just toss over for cap purposes. He traded that to New York Rangers for Mark Stahl, who was an assistant captain, and a 2021 second round pick for nothing. He basically took the one-year deal that Mark Stahl has left on his deal. I think it's like $5.5 or something. It might even be a little bit more. It doesn't matter what it is because we have the cap space. But what that does is you have a veteran defenseman, On an expiring deal that you're paying, and you also got a second round draft pick, which is valuable in the NHL. And then what you can do is turn this Mark Stahl, if he has a good start to a year. At the deadline. At the deadline, you turn that into another second round pick. Or possibly a first-round pick if you so, can put a package together.
2: So nothing he into something gave twice.
0: Up, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what Eiserman did. And you're not getting a superstar with Mark Stahl. I'm not going to pretend that it is. He's overpaid defenseman in the NHL. But when people can pay that guy and make it fit in their cap to for a playoff run, they will pay a lot to make that what? happen. And then the Red Wings can also hold back some of his salary to make it fit for the next buyer at the deadline. When someone's is
2: so desperate, they've awesome. got someone injured, they are going to go out looking for a guy like this yeah. on an expiring contract. You can get anything you want. Yeah. Steve Eiserman is smart. That was an unbelievable move.
1: I, I think unbelievable. it's also worth noting that with hockey, because the salaries aren't so high compared to some of these other sports mm-hmm. like basketball or baseball – the guys earning the most are not nearly as high as the other sports so so all the 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 um salaries are all condensed into a, a tighter time like package i guess mm-hmm. i don't know yeah there isn't as wide a spread so then it also allows you to if you if you are gonna package a deal for one player. You know, like if you have injuries or something, you can package that kind of a deal for a bigger contract because it's not too big. Mm-hmm. It's not like you would need four of them like in the NBA because you get one guy making forty million dollars a year. Yeah, you don't need to match. You don't need to match salaries. Right, it's, and, it's and much trades. easier to do yeah, that. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Um, so I personally I would lean towards towards that one. Um, Ryan, did I convince you, or would you still stick with the the uh, not Dwayne Casey? What, what's the are, I mentioned? Troy
2: Weaver.
1: Troy Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. The Troy Weaver trade. So here's the way I kind of broke it down in my head. I was listening to you kind of talk about Eisenman and what he just did. Troy Weaver turned a second-round pick into a first-round pick, and Eisenman turned nothing, possibly nothing, into two picks. Yeah. I'm going with Eisenman.
0: All right. So, Micah, you announce this one.
2: And the pick, Eisenman. Congratulations.
0: That is Eisman's second Sansa Award of his career. Wow, brief career he won, too. Yeah, he won a GM of the Year last year, and now he got a Trade of the Year. I think he earned it this year. Last year, well he done. just kind of. We <laughs> just We were, just, we were just six, to, <laughs> six to midnight on it. Let's be honest. Um, all right, so this is another fun one here. Uh, we have.
2: It's gonna get hairy.
0: Best hair. Oh, very, very creative. Uh, So we have some names scrolling on there for the people that are watching either on YouTube after the fact or on our Facebook Live. Um, And uh, uh, Never mind. I'm not even going to ask if we're getting comments because that's just going to hurt my feelings. Um, But anyways. Yeah, this uh, guy, Ryan. Yeah, this Ryan guy is, keeps,
1: keeps commenting. <laughs> First <laughs> <He> keeps, <laughs> time ever. He
0: keeps voting for his own pick. Yeah. It's crazy. Haven't Car- seen Carrie this active on
2: Facebook for a while. <laughs> Listener <laughs> Carrie and I are having conversations. Yeah, oh, that's nice, <laughs> just, nice. Don't worry about it.
0: All right, so we have best hair, and there is a lot. There's just good hair in sports, period. End of story. Sports athletes have such good hair because they can. They can like just they can do something different. And I would get my hair can, done can, on a can, weekly basis. Oh yeah. They can they can stretch the like they can do they can try to pull something off that we have no business even trying to pull off. You know what I mean? I mean Ryan, I I'm not I can talking pull about off a lot. <laughs> <yeah. but> <laughs> like <laughs> I consider myself I have pretty decent hair. But there's no way I could do like what Zadina does or Fabry tries to do like in these pictures. Like I just can't walk out of the house trying to have some slick looking hair.
2: Well, you have thick hair. I
0: know I've really good hair but <laughs> for, for, I didn't a, say for a say good for a the thickest hair in world I don't even have history. to worry about it I don't even have to worry about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right so let's go through some names I think Daniel Norris so he won it last year uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Jose Urena, so he's a tiger um, now uh, Philip Zadina Michael Rasmussen Danny DeKaiser, Robbie fair most hockey guys.
1: Cause, um, you, cause you know hockey guys. Well, well it's because, hockey
2: yeah. flow.
0: Like I had to like look. I had to look up some other players, but like hockey, I just knew. What off about Seku
1: Boya? He's got like the cornrows going.
0: I thought I I didn't put him on here. I thought I did, but um, DeAndre Swift. He's got some decent looking hair. Pretty he's got good. he's got cool hair. Yeah, uh, Desmond Truefont. He's got that hair like he's flowing got a lot through. Lot of hair. He's got a flowing. lot of it. Um, then Jeremy Grant, who has similar hair to like DeAndre Swift, with like the he's got like it, natural are they braids, like natural like, dreads, almost. Yeah. Okay, is that what it is? That's I what it, it sure looks like. Or, or... I
1: think it is more of a braid. Is I mean, it? Yeah, there's something going on. It's not just like the the, the, the natural clump. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Huh. All right. I could All be right. Wrong. So so
0: let's start with I like I I think I had to fight for Daniel Norris last year. I'm not going to do that this year. So oh, you're not. I'm not. Okay, so I'm sorry, but are you guys okay with me just crossing off the list? Is he?
1: Uh, he won it last year. He did win so it last year. So that takes away keep, the back to back.
2: He's got a lot it of does, that. yeah. A lot of that long Way curly to get rid of like all
0: that like he did cut it. I think too. I think he got rid of the, the long hair, but he still had the nice beard. Did yeah, he cut it he down did, by the yeah, river? Yeah, probably out of his. Van. All right, so here we go. Let's let's talk about. So what about Jose Urena? If you guys are the, are, are listening, haven't seen him, uh, just do a quick little Google. He's got some nice looking hair. Like it's kind of cool looking. I don't think he deserves to win it's it not yet. It's not a winner yet. Yeah, it's not a winner yet. So let, let's just look at some hockey players. One of
1: our one of our listeners uh, already put kind of a plug in for Tyler Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi? Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's a nice little vote there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him give him a, a check mark, and that'll count as an official vote when we go to do this. Um, so you got Tyler. Let's talk about the Red Wings. Tyler Bertuzzi, Phillip Zadina, Michael Rasmussen, Danny DeKaiser, Robbie Fabry. You got five? Is that five? Yeah, five hockey guys. On there, all different styles of, of hair, too.
2: Like, I'm crossing Danny DeKaiser out for all of us. You don't like Danny DeKaiser's? No. Okay. I, I don't it, think he deserves to win. Not, it's not... No matter what style, it is, it's just not cut up.
1: Let's be honest though; well, like well, hair has something to do with talent too. Yeah, oh, definitely. So the more talented a guy is, so the, so that, the more he can so pull since, off. The hair. Since oh, since Mike yeah.
0: Rasmussen wasn't up this year in Detroit, we'll cross him off the list for now too. Okay. Um, so let's look at Tyler Bertuzzi, Philip Zadina, and Robbie Fabry. Let's start with Robbie Fabry versus Philip Zadina. Um, they have very similar type hair. It's nice and dark. It's it's a little tighter, um, but it has like the same kind of flow. Um, and I, the way I want to, I want to give this to Zadina over Fabry mainly because, um, he he's got that swag that kind of fits with it. Where, Fabry kind of he kind of looks like a, he looks like a, if, if I went for picture day and did the same type of hairstyle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it works if you're a professional hockey player, but if you're just Sam walking down the street, like you're like, oh my gosh, look at this guy. He's looks like
1: an absolute idiot. So, what, what do you what do you think, Micah? Out of it's those like two? The, it's like the same It's hair. almost the same. I'm going to go so with So I'm going to go with the swag Zadina. Zadina,
0: Zadina yep. has the young swag. He can get yep. away with
1: it. So I'm not, not saying Robbie Fabry's old well, by any means. It's a little means. messier. He's, he's pulled it off a little bit more. It's, not, it's polished, which yeah. is a good look.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. So now let's let's finish the argument between the two Red Wings. Micah, you wanted Bertuzzi last year. Oh, I'm sticking to year.
2: it. It's not even a question. Heck All right.
3: Yeah.
0: Ryan, I'm curious. I'm going to like – I'm taking Zadina out of the two. I like the – Little tighter, clean look. That's where I'm going to go with Zadina. He also has nice little flow. He's got a nice little shine to it. Where <laughs> B- Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi for me is just like it's dirty. It's like ridiculous. I'm not a fan of that look.
2: It's dirty, ridiculous, and he scores a lot of goals. So
0: Zadina will score more. I mean, if I'm talking about See, like
2: oh, but he didn't. He he might.
0: Yeah, he was also injured most of the year. But he didn't. But here, here's he where, leading where the team. Here's where I'm thinking. If her.
1: if you're talking to like <laughs> classic. Like YouTube ready, uh, views only. Watching Canadians make fools of themselves, making videos. Then I would g- I would go with Bertuzzi for sure. Yeah, because his like, hair is just dirty. He looks like and letter, that's always funny. Like it's always funny. He looks like he fit well in Letter yeah. Kenny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is if, Letter Kenny. But of if the you're red talking wings. about like actually good hair, yeah, I'm going Zadina. Zadina. So Zadina's is going to win the Red I'm Wings confused. best here. We have a Gunna comment outgunned again. We have a comment. I don't know if you guys even know who this is or or what school this is for, but there's a <laughs> Ken- Kennewick Hills golf coach. Um, okay. Perkins. Roger, Roger Perkins. Perkins. Roger Perkins. Roger is Perkins? Is he talking about hair with this uh unknown person? What are we or, talking about? Or what? I don't know. Golf got, score or hair. Maybe we need maybe we need a little bit more background with this. Yeah. Or or we could all know who this person is. Is that Mr. Perkins? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: so confused. Yeah, uh, Jared's
1: making a comment. <laughs> nice.
0: Uh so Zadina actually wins Zadina, the best yeah. hair out of the Red Wings. Sorry, Micah, but Bertuzzi was did not win again. Alright, so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross Jeremy Grant off because I think DeAndre Swift, they have very similar hair. Swift Swift, pulls it off better. Swift is a little better, um, and he's a better athlete, just a better player. I shouldn't say athlete. Um, All right, so here we go. We got two Detroit Lions now. You got DeAndre Swift and Desmond Trufant. I am going to go with Trufant just because there's more. There's more to there's m- more that works. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it looks and it's pretty clean, awesome. Yeah, in, in the helmet good, too. And it works for a corner. Yeah, it works so good for a corner. I don't know why it you does, wouldn't but you're see right. like Swifts really if he didn't take his helmet off. Where as a corner football player, I mean, you can see it all the time.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. Okay. I agree. I I think
1: yeah. You're you right.
0: agree with that, Mike? Or it actually doesn't matter because we already outnumbered well, you.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I don't I even mean, vote. <laughs> I'm not gonna vote. <laughs> all True right. Font.
0: Now we got the final two here. We got Desmond Trufant against Philip Zadina. This is this is
1: tough. I know my vote already. You what's your vote? I'm going Trufant. I just think it looks so good with, as a corner. Like I don't know what you you hit it spot I think his on. Position, with
0: a his position his position it helps a lot. I don't know more. why. I
1: think maybe like you could just pick a lot of cornerbacks within the last probably 15, 20 years It would have football. been nice to
0: see it on the field a little more this year.
1: Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> in <laughs> better situations. Oh, um, Plus, I think the Lions, as bad as they are, they're still <clears> better <throat> than the Red Wings throat> throat> at this point. Yeah, they, they actually are, I think. Um, all right, Micah.
2: So <laughs> Jarrett says Mark Davis, the, Ra- the Raiders owner.
0: That's, that's not uh, missing No, it's not. Sorry. Sorry <coughs> Jerry. I know you <coughs> agreed, though. You however, Mark Davis. I would
2: love to bring you back to a technicality. Okay. Because – you gave a listener a vote. Oh, that's And right. it was for Bertuzzi.
0: Well, they already lost, though, and the, that was a final vote.
2: Oh. That was a final vote. So was, even though it was a tie, it was a loss? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Big Ten I rules. I see how here. we value our Big, listeners. Big Ten
1: rules here. <laughs> yeah, I changed, I changed the- Move the go post. <laughs>
0: yeah. Big Ten, COVID. <clears throat> All right. We just move the goalpost and just tell people. I'm going video. with Font. <laughs> You're going Font. Yep. Oh, okay, well, you should have- yeah, the, well, right.
2: you can you can still say whoever you want.
0: I think I would have went
1: with... <laughs>
0: Desmond Trufant <laughs> does deserve it just because... Oh, there it is. So, Desmond Trufant. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Congratulations. Come um, get
2: your trophy. You uh, might have
0: sucked on the field, but hey... <laughs>
1: You're, you still had the best hair in the state of Michigan so listeners aren't really sure how they can vote how can they vote just comment just comment, comment on their yeah.
0: comment and then I will let you know if I want to count your vote or not
2: Boy, yeah, our poor listeners don't know how to vote we on social democracy. media. Honestly, wow. are
0: are people giving their opinions? Yeah, because I don't there. know. I'm not reading comments. No, so if you there. guys see comments, let, like let's tally as so we're talking. So this talking is basically this
1: a representative uh, republic. So Sam basically is your representative, <laughs> and whatever he wants goes. That's what that's what we've learned as <laughs> we just staff members in
2: last sixty seconds.
1: <laughs> there is no fraud in
0: the making of this these votes. <laughs> I tell you that right now. But honestly, if people are voting, like let me know. We'll we'll start tallying it up. Cool. And we'll, I'll let you know if I want to let them choose or not.
2: All right. So, what are we on now? Another heavy list. It's the breakout player of the year.
0: The breakout player of the year. This one breakout. is this is huge because it can it can, you know, count rookies. It can count yeah. uh, players that just had really good years. That it's about damn time they have a good year. Um, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, do we want to start going through some of these names, Ryan? Can you go through some of these names and let's. You don't want yeah, to, I mean, and you from, don't have to?
1: No, from the football side, we have DeAndre Swift, uh, <laughs> Amani Awarier, and Hawkinson. I, I think I think those are the three from, at least from the, the Detroit Lions point of view, uh, would be considered breakout players of the year. So I, I think we should just start there. I mean, we've Let's got others it. from yeah. like Sekou and, and Hronik and and, and we Will have Castro the- and everything else, but
0: we'll start with the Lions, right? Yeah. So, who, Micah? Do you have any thoughts on on those three
2: lines? Uh, I think the obvious, uh, probably, Hawkinson.
1: Ryan, you guys think? You guys think so? I mean, it's definitely not DeAndre Swift. He hasn't had no. the numbers. I think he could have the impact, but not
2: this year. But but snaps were stolen from him. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Hawkinson as well. I think he's turned into an above-average tight end in the NFL at this point. He's a Pro Bowl and, and a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I, can you somebody pull up his numbers because we got to use that as as we get um, farther down the list? I think out of the Lions, it's no question. It's Hawkinson. He has he. Look, he, I mean, he's never gonna live up to a. What is it, 7th overall pick, 8th overall pick? Like, that's not going to happen, really, Ten, unless you have no, – I think it was it – was, Maybe 8. I think it was 8. Yeah. So, um,
2: Hawkinson's out of 15 games, 64 receptions, 698 yards, and 6 touchdowns.
1: I, I think the yards will continue to go up, and I think the, the touchdowns will, will too, but yeah. it, it's been a, a good breakout year for Very him.
0: Very good breakout year. I think he deserves it. I think Amani Awarie had a good, good year early on. Early. I think he got exposed as as the year went on when he had zero help around him. I think you're completely right. Um but it was nice to see. Yeah. I think I, I with, with if some I help. didn't if I like let's be honest, if I didn't see what I saw from Hawkinson this year, I wouldn't be worried because I think he would still have it. If I didn't like if I didn't see what Amani Awaria did this year, I would be nervous. And be like, he's not a actual piece that works in the NFL. I think he proved a lot of people wrong. He proved that he can play in this league, and he's going to be successful in this league with the Detroit Lions. So I think if, if that's the measure, like I'm more relieved that Amarni O'Reilly had a good year, good-ish year. But, like, Hawkinson, hands down, was absolutely a stud on this, on this football team.
2: Listener Jared is wondering why we didn't put Jack Fox down.
0: That is a good point.
1: I, we had him as rookie of the year candidate um, early on, but, I mean, yeah, come on, he's a punter. I mean, I yeah. get it, Pro Bowler for sure. But you got another Pro Bowler that's a tight end. I'm still going. Hawkinson too. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to the the Tigers. We have uh, Spencer Turnbull, very good year. Uh, I'm if you look at the stats, not like the best stats in the world, but we all saw what he did. He was the leader of that pitching staff um, throughout the, the short sixty game season. Yeah. Uh, Yamer Candelario. Definitely broke out, especially in the middle of that short year. He had unbelievable numbers. Um batting average power wise. Looked bad early and looked bad late, but in the middle he was amazing. Uh Willie Castro, we've already talked about him, right? Yeah, one rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rookie of the year for for uh, the Samsas award already. Back to back, what do you think?
2: I don't know. Because they're still Siku Boya and Phil Peronic.
0: Yeah, but let's d- let's, let's talk stick to let's the, talk the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. Tigers uh-huh. in general, those three.
2: I think Willie Castro, I mean, he's gotta be the guy. For breakout. You,
1: you know what? I'm actually gonna agree with you. I think I think Willy Castro being a rookie as well is somebody that you can at least rely on in the future. If you're if you're the GM right now, if you're Alavila, you're thinking that this guy is somebody you want to build around, or at least he's part of the puzzle. Yeah. Is, is he That's a staple? Where I would disagree. Is he a staple where where like Turnbull? Sure, like you want him in your in your Rotated. pitching yeah. rotation for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and rotation's probably the most important part of any team. But at least you've got a middle of the infield kind of guy here where you can count on his bat, and he's sufficient defensively.
0: I look at what Willie Castro did, it was a very, very small sample size. I look at what Candelario did and I think that was a true breakout season. His numbers weren't nearly as good as Castro's, but this the size and the sample size that he that Castro had compared to Candelario Candelario looks like it, he figured something out. And he's going to be a everyday player in this in this league is what I think he proved, if he can continue to, to do what he did last year. Willie Castro, I think the sample size hurts him in this category, mainly because it wasn't a breakout because he wasn't getting that playing time. And it wasn't consistent enough where I think J- Candelario, I think he deserves out of all the Tigers because he looked like a leader. He looked, It looks like we found a place for him defensively that I think he might be okay at if he, if he actually if they pull the plug and actually tell him that this is what he's going to do. But what I really saw was a guy that is going to lead this rebuild. And I don't I, think I, he was ever a top, top prospect, but I think he, he's valuable in this rebuild. And he's still really, really young. And he was our best player. He was our most consistent player when, when you're – combined the amount of time that he played as well. well so that's I think, where I, I wanted to I go, think
1: he but. had the most impact on winning or losing for the Tigers. Uh I don't think but but that's only because Willy Castro wasn't in the lineup all the time. Because Willie Castro was in the lineup when he was in the lineup, yeah. Candelario raked. And I think that's where like I get what you're saying, but the problem I have with that is Candelario's done that before. And over the course of a full season, he hasn't put it together. And and at the end of the year, he ends up being a 220 hitter. What I've seen with with Willie Castro, um, mixed with this year's stats, but also previous previously in the AAA and Double A and everything else, yeah. is he's never been a poor hitter. He's always been above average. He's always been over 300. And then if you start adding a little bit of power in, break out. Like that's ca- the guy you
0: build yeah. around. What were Candelario's overall? Numbers, can you can you pull that up while I, I just argue a little bit for him? Jared agrees like, with you though. With Candelario? yes. Well, all right, he deserves a vote. Um, <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I I just think he officially broke out. I don't think Ca- Castro played enough to be an official breakout player because he was he was really good. I don't want to underestimate that. I really don't. But with that playing time, I don't know if it. it
1: it, I I get what you're saying. So Candelario's numbers in 2020 were uh, hitting 297, 369 on base percentage, 503 slugging, um, seven home runs, and that's where I look at the the the, the, the short sample size. What you're talking about, yeah, Will Castro had but six his home were runs. Solid, yeah, three fifty.
0: But one thing that I I really in a and, I, and I, I know you guys are win this it's because more you guys like for you it's more like
1: a pleasantly surprised list.
0: See, I, I don't even look at that because I think there was a major turning point with Candelario because he had a very, very, very poor start to the season. Like, it was ugly. I think it took almost 40 at-bats before he got his first hit or something crazy like that. And there was a turning point that it was like, it looked like he might be done in the ML, in the Major League Baseball. So, like, altogether. It was that bad. And then it flipped. And he figured something out, and I and might be Castro helping it. I, I don't know, but it like his numbers would have been so much better if he just had a better start. And I you know you can't do that because that's what averages. And you
2: yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, but to me that's not a breakout year. That's that's kind of getting his butt in gear second half of the year, and it's kind and of we'll, a
1: breakout. I think it's time to
2: vote. Honestly, I think right. we just need to get to it.
1: So
0: I'm going to stick with Candelario. Micah,
2: I'm gonna go with Willie Castro. Breakout Player of the Year. Do we get the no? Drum no, ball?
0: sorry, no. We we got we. This is just for the Tigers. We got a couple more to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll go Willie Castro too. All right. So, so,
1: sorry, right, no,
0: no, no. It's Kyle funny. Mario. Sorry. Right, so we also have also
1: Se- defensively th- terrible. Yeah,
0: we have Uh We <laughs> were just
2: waiting to terrible. throw that punch in there. <laughs> namboya. <Sekundumboya,
0: laughs> I mean, he's worth getting mentioned, but not necessarily a breakout. Phil Peronik, no. he was our best defenseman, no question, for the Red Wings. But it wasn't like an NHL special. It was just a pleasant surprise for the Detroit it's Red Wings. Team so special. it's not worth that. So now here we go. We got Hawkinson versus Castro. I'm going to go with Hawkinson. Micah,
2: who do you got? I'm going with Willie Castro.
0: Ryan? Hold on, hold on.
1: TJ Hawkinson. <laughs>
2: that's what Sam It's so bad.
1: <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: No, I, I think he, he definitely deserves to win Breakout Player of the Year. He was an absolute stud for a very bad football team. Um, so that's where we will go with that. So, congratulations to TJ Hawkinson, not necessarily on your Pro Bowl selection, but for your Samza award. Yeah, let's
2: talk why about the bigger award this Why Samza isn't he award. coming up? Here to get his award. Where is he?
0: He is at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> 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 they don't have. I think they're doing like a Madden thing for the Pro Bowl or something. It's something really? really? Yeah, I guess. Are they, are they all playing uh, like individually?
1: Uh, I <laughs> hope they, they are. are. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, actually.
0: <laughs> all right, so here we go. Scapegoat of the year, and by scapegoat, basically, we're talking about um, guys that took the fall for poor performance on the field, um, poor coaching, whatever they relied on and they got axed because of it. So I came up with four. I mean, you had four guys that are no longer with the team. If you guys can think of one that I, I'm missing, um, please let me know. Ryan's just taking off here. All right, we have scapegoat of the year. You got Don Brown, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, and Ron Gardenhire. So basically the way I wanted, I wanted to, to approach this is, t- was Don Brown the scapegoat for a bad Jim Harbaugh coached football team. Was Bob Quinn the scapegoat for a bad-coached but decently talented Detroit Lions football team? Matt Patricia, was he the scapegoat? Actually a decent coach, but he didn't have the talent thanks to Bob Quinn. Those those go kind of hand-in-hand. And then Rodden Gardenhire, who... Um, I know he quote-unquote resigned, um, but we all know that he was getting pushed out the door, and was he the scapegoat for just a very bad baseball team that the Detroit Tigers wanted to move on from for those particular reasons? So uh, let's start with Don Brown and Ron Gardenhire. No, yeah, let's start there, Micah. Okay. Where, 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 where are you uh, thinking out of those two?
2: So <clears throat> I I'd- I would personally cross off Ron Gardner higher right away. I I don't see him I don't see him as even close to being the scapegoat of the year. I mean the it, it's hard to say exactly why he left because no one's no one's knowledgeable of exactly why. I mean there there's what there's personal issues or even if he was pushed out the door. I just don't think I don't think it's that easy to say, yeah, Ron here was a scapegoat. I mean, yes, that they want to look forward to, you know, now A.J. Hinch yeah. in that spot. And <clears throat> Don Brown – or, excuse me, Ron hire was not given a team to work with. We all knew that. It was, it was just kind of a, a flashy hire to try and get these young kids motivated. But between him and Don Brown, I, I – I would cross Gardenhire off right away.
1: I see it completely the opposite, right? I mean, I think Rod Gardenhire is the biggest scapegoat in my in my opinion. Like just right off the bat, thinking about it, it's either COVID or him, right? Because everybody else they didn't perform, they didn't do their job. So Rod Gardenhire did his job. He just had the worst team in baseball to work with. It's like, what is he supposed to do? You're going to blame him for losing a whole bunch? Like that that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, if he seems to be a scapegoat because they wanted somebody else. And it wasn't necessarily that he did a bad job managing the baseball team. He's a good manager. He's been around. But it was just time to move on more than you are the reason we're moving on. You know what I mean? Um, where I think the scapegoat kind of fits that. But then you look at the hire, and I think that kind of erases it a little bit. Well, um, that is the
1: scapegoat. You're blaming him for something that was completely out of its control. Yeah,
0: that's true. All right. So out of those, two, I mean, I think Don Brown could. I think most. I think COVID state wins. of Michigan sports fans would say Don Brown. Can we? Can because we everybody COVID? wants to. Yeah. We, yeah. Go for. It. COVID, I'm, <laughs> COVID I'm, yeah, is is know. the scapegoat. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I I think Don Brown. Most people would want to blame—people that don't like Harbaugh want to blame Harbaugh. And that is the that is going to be the argument over and over again. And they will look at Don Brown as the scapegoat. But when you really look at what Don Brown's defense did over the last couple of years, it was bad. It was very, very bad.
1: Yeah, I, my only argument to that would be the only thing worse than Don Brown's defense was Michigan's offense. At times. Or, or yes. equally as bad. At times, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, so I, I just don't know what. What do you expect? You, I mean, Ohio State like, would say something different. It's but. not like a Michi- it's not like Michigan was scoring <laughs> yep. fifty points and losing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I yeah I I would lean towards. Oh man, that one's tough out of those two. I'm not gonna lie. Should we just make it out of those two. Yeah. Like Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, they, they were both fired. they were both garbage, and I know you could kind of say they were the scapegoat for each other, um, but.
2: They they're a pair.
0: Yeah. I agree. So, Micah, you're going to go Don Brown.
2: I'm going to go Don Brown. The the losses that the man has endured, the the Ohio State ones are obvious. They're not good. But the other ones, I I just read a stat the other day. I'm not even going to try and recite it. But with his losses, they're not by much on the defensive side. And and I, I hate to say it, but Michigan needed a change of scenery, and they kicked him out. I mean, they, they let him go, and he's about got a job already, and he's 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 going to be a hot commodity no matter where he goes. So I, to me, that's that's my scapegoat.
1: You want me to go? I want you to go. I, because Micah just kind of convinced me. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'll go. So I think I agree with you because I think the scapegoat is not like who you're going to blame in the end, but it keeps. It lets Jim Harbaugh keep his job. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he can be the biggest scapegoat of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, officially, yeah. Don Brown. 2020, scapegoat 2020
0: of the year. 2020, scapegoat
2: of the year. Before you head to Arizona, come pick up your trophy. Yeah. Congratulations right. not to <laughs> Don
1: Brown. Oh, we but have a guest, special
0: guest. Oh, no. all right, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, Jim Harbaugh. You still have your yeah, job. You escaped the... Uh, the goat, yeah, exactly. We've All right, we've we, we need to start moving a little bit. We got a, well, quite a bit more here, and we're, we're hitting pretty hard on on time. So let's, let's kind of move dumpster fire to of the year. Dumpster fire of the year. I had three things on my list. Can we please Detroit get Lions this defense, right? Michigan football, and the Big Ten in
1: general? You seem to be convinced of who you what it is. Absolutely. Who do you think? Yeah, Michigan football. Are yeah. you kidding me. You're I going, agree. You come into the year with. Expectations through the roof, and got all of us excited. And then you're one of the worst teams in college football.
0: You got ten uh, seconds to argue it nope, if you want to. I'm not going to argue okay. it.
2: I, I see I even, your point.
0: I did it. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> you suck, Michigan football.
3: Michigan you suck. You are the
0: dumpster. <laughs> Michigan, yeah. Michigan Gosh. football. You got a lot of uh, drafts to look forward I to. I have. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna move down to not Michigan football. <laughs> Underachiever of the year. I think this one is oh. actually pretty. Or am I an overachiever?
2: You well, you could be an overachiever. I skipped
0: extend this man because I thought it was a stupid one. Six to midnight. It is
2: kind yeah. of stupid. Yeah, Next, move down. on.
0: Thanks Ryan. I can say that about my own topic.
2: Overachiever. Has, we're anybody, we're on underachiever. has anybody according, according
0: to this we are under we are on underachiever. I might have oh, did okay. it opposite here. So let's do with underachiever. You got Justin Advocator Matt Boyd, Joe Jimenez, Blake Griffin in Michigan football. Man. <laughs> so I, I think the hype of Michigan football hurts them more in this type of category but I'm not sure they deserve to win this.
1: I, I'm surprised you didn't break this out into Joe Milton specifically. It could have been. Yeah. <laughs> like, we could have gone Joe Milton as underperformer of the year. Are you kidding? Seriously, like, he was Heisman talk about Heisman. Like, nobody took it seriously except for specific Michigan fans, nobody on this table. Uh, but the talk was there, at least with the, you know. We're going to make know. this go quick, Sam. The comparisons to, to okay. Cam Newton. That's, remember that. There were comparisons to Cam Newton. Okay. Okay. Top two. Joe Milton does
0: does deserve to get mentioned. I don't think he deserves to win mainly because I think Michigan football in general deserves to be on the top 2 or in the top 2. I'm going to cross off Justin Abdel-Kater. Oh I'm going to cross off Matt Boyd. I'm going to cross off Blake Griffin for the team because or personally. Personally, okay. these, these are for me. Um I'm going to go between Joe Jimenez and Michigan football. Okay. Because Joe Jimenez everything was laid out for that guy to be the closer and he Screwed the pooch and was basically lucky to see an eighth or a sixth inning game when you're down 20 runs. Yeah, it's
1: not that hard, except when you only throw 93 and your curveball is. I as hate flat the fact that that
0: happened. And he, uh, people were talking about this guy for several years coming up through the minors. He was skyrocketing and he underachieved
1: terribly. Go back and listen, guys. I told you he was not going to be a special.
0: Did you?
2: Yeah. Ryan, you're top two.
1: I, I mean, Michigan football is obvious. Yep. Okay. That's my top one. So you got Michigan football?
2: I've got Michigan football also. All right. So our number one underachiever, Michigan football.
0: All right. That is
1: back-to-back awards. Don't get your award, Jim. Congratulations. (laughs) We never knew you would suck so bad. Yeah. I would say I feel sorry for you. Even people who thought you would suck didn't think you'd suck that bad. So congratulations.
0: All right. So do we want to do – Overachiever, or is there just nobody that even achieved anything worth bringing up?
1: Uh, no. Let's not go. I, I really don't even see it. Yeah, like who? Nope. Who overachieved? Nobody overachieved.
0: All right. So what I also want to do is we'll Unless get you rid bring of up
1: high school sports or something.
0: Well, we're gonna just go right through. Um, overachiever because nobody did, right? Correct. So yeah, we're gonna quickly jump into. uh What are we on? Best. Moments, real, real quick. We have the scrolling here. Uh, we got the Red Wings rebuild progress. Quintricia getting fired. Um, what else do we have? Um MSU beat Michigan. I think is is a, yeah. a good a big moment for Spartan fans. AJ Hinch hire. That's the one I'm going to lean towards. I also had Derek Hills catch. Remember that thing in the the inter squad game? Awesome. That was such a cool moment. Awesome. That was probably play of the year. Um, but I want to talk about just like moments in progress and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to lean towards the AJ Hinch hire because I think that is a franchise changing hire. Um, but I, I will be convinced otherwise if you guys have somebody. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I completely agree with you. It, it's it is a direction. You, you don't get rid of this man anytime soon. I, you, there's that's my favorite one.
1: What about you, Ryan? I, you, I agree. I, I would be tempted to go with Torkelson. Torkelson just getting the first overall
0: just, just draft Just getting him, room. yeah. Raw drafting. Talent. See, I would I would think Spartans beating Michigan was a very very big moment and a great moment. For, for Spartan fans, and I think that they could love it. I think if it turned into something a little bit more, let's say yeah. Michigan yeah. was better than the way that the season ended, I'm would thinking, have changed that, I, and that was like a yeah. backbreaking loss, but it just ended up being yeah. another I, loss I, to a bad football team. I, I, I would agree with you. Team. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, I think it should get mentioned, but I think A.J. Hinch. Oh, sorry, hold on. All right, A.J. A. Hinch. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <Get out. laughs>
1: All right. Your first award as a Detroit Tiger. (laughs) First of little. I think he won manager of the year, too. Did he really? Yeah, at
0: least once. All right, so we do want to end, or we got two more awards to give out. We got worst moment in MVP of 2020. We're going to end up with the worst moment, or we're going to start with the worst moment here. Um, We have the Quintricia firing. Want to get mentioned? No big deal. Yep. Michigan getting upset by Michigan State. Those were both mentioned in both. I feel like you have so many people that are so divisive in yep. this, this state that you could see either one. Uh, big Ten football was was just a disaster
1: uh, from the get go. And uh,
2: what else? was COVID there? taking over COVID. or taking down sports. Taking really. down sports and that,
1: specifically Spartans. Right guys, they had they had a good thing going for f- yeah the foot madness f- madness yeah. Yep. Um,
0: Look, I, I think you would get cute with the Michigan, Michigan State. You could say Quintricia maybe for those type of people. March Madness getting canceled. Um, I just, I want to. I personally lean lean towards sports getting canceled or just COVID canceling sports. I know it's kind of the same thing, and that's what I'm going to focus on because it's they didn't.
1: Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, they came, it was a heart. It was a they, heartbreaker,
0: and they they. It, doesn't it matter. didn't seem
1: like the effort was there to, to make it work early on. It, does, it doesn't matter if what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter it if you sucks. agree with it or if you disagree with it. It sucks. Sports were canceled. We lost out on opportunities. We lost out on March Madness. We lost out on all kinds of stuff. We lost out on everything this year in 2020, yeah. sports-wise. We just lost it. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. COVID sucks.
3: Yeah.
0: Micah, you agree? All right. No. No, they don't, don't deserve drum, it. Yeah. You, you don't deserve COVID, a drum roll, you don't, you don't and you it. don't deserve clapping because you really suck. Yeah, you so suck the worst.
2: <laughs> COVID wins worst <laughs> moment of the year by being the scapegoat. <laughs> Literally the worst <laughs> of 2020. To it, yeah. right? I, told you, I told you guys it should be the scapegoat.
1: All right, Ugh.
0: so our last one is the state of Michigan MVP of the year. We don't have anything written down. This was one that I just didn't. Get to, we can spend a little bit of time on this because we, we zoomed through a few here. Um, but this is our last Samza award, and it is probably the most relevant one, um, especially when you're looking for positives. I, I'm gonna say Stafford, I know he doesn't like his numbers weren't there and the wins weren't there, but dude, that guy battles. I love that guy, too. I, I just love that guy, he deserves it for me. Um, do you guys have like? Let's just come out with maybe a, a couple each. Mike, who who stands out to you?
2: Alavila. There is serious happy direction happening, it, and we it, we haven't sucked for that long. It's not like a forty-year drought or anything, as far as competing. Okay. Yeah. But for a title, yeah, it's it's been a while. And I feel like there is a legitimate direction, and I am so thrilled to be looking forward. And you can make your argument. Possibly. I,
0: I don't disagree with you. Because I just love the hire of A.J. Hinch so much like that. I love that direction. The one thing that I don't like about it is he still fails at so many aspects to his job. The
1: trading is absolutely garbage. Um, and They got Willie Castro. Yeah. We've got we've gotten some talent back. No, I agree with you, but I I think I think Troy Weaver and Al Avila are two of the bright spots. Mm-hmm. Both because the Pistons also had zero direction before Troy Weaver. Now at least we have some sort of like let's get bad, you know, before we get good, and we can't just stay at the eight seed forever. So I think both of those are really good options.
2: Right. All
1: right. And, and let's be honest. I mean, Michigan sports are the, the worst. I don't know. They're really any, bad right now. I mean, maybe Ohio's the worst, but at least they have Ohio State. We have, we have nothing. They have
0: Cleveland, too.
1: Yeah, they suck. They, they just lost to the Jets.
0: Yeah, they God. did. But <laughs> I, I just. They would I, do anything to yeah. make a loss to the
1: Jets value at the end of the season. I mean, <laughs> Michigan sports <laughs> is seriously. It's so bad. Awful. All right, so. So, Jawan Howard would be the other one.
0: Oh, that's a good one, too.
2: Man. He. <sighs> The class he just put together, I mean, only time will tell in the next yeah. two or three years. Um, but what about Cassius Winston? He went MVP. second round.
0: I know, but like, he was so important. You know what? If they, had, if they had March Madness, if they had, I, yeah, I would agree I yeah. with you. Yeah.
1: If they did something special, but he didn't even get to prove that. You know, He right. should have been able to, which is.
3: Why Thanks a
2: lot, COVID. COVID
1: yeah. Sucks. All right, so we got Stafford, Troy Weaver, Alavila, and Jawan Howard. Ryan? Tell us your number one. I I really th- just think Juwan Howard is the one. This program lost a Hall of Fame type coach with John Beeline. Like, let's not pretend that he wasn't that kind of a coach. And Michigan was recruiting decent players, but making them overperform. Correct. And, yeah. and they were getting some like, you know, some of the Wagner's or something like that. You know, some obscure guys that could turn it into something. Um, and he's turned this program into a, a Kentucky. He's turned it into I – I wouldn't say Duke because Duke performs, but at least he's getting the recruits that the Kentuckys would normally get. All and right. I think that's so valuable because at least you're not going the wrong direction.
0: Micah, who's your number one?
2: Put put a slash down for Iserman. That's what one, one of our listeners said. All right. Um, right. I'm sticking with Avila. I, I just – as as many mistakes as he's made – that he may make he has got a direction for this team and i'm sticking to it
1: and we're getting comments about eisman like they want eisman to be in this conversation look i love what eisman has done looking at the the talent that he brought in from this last draft is great but i can't evaluate that so yeah that's very hard to to say that he's won this last draft we have no idea yeah and there's no way to know until you know two years down the mm-hmm. road
0: but that's part of your argument for Jawan Howard is, is a recruiting class. No, and because college basketball, college basketball is all about that. With
1: recruiting, turns into wins.
3: Yep.
0: All right, so I have the final vote. I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch my Stafford one off. Um, I gotta. I'm gonna agree with one of you. Vila, Steve Eisman, or Jawan Howard. Um.
1: <laughs> oh, the pick is in. He's going to do it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I am time.
0: going to – man, this is a lot tougher than I, I, I would thought I had it. I am going to go
2: with – Look at your shirt. Look at your shirt. Look at your hat. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. You wore it for a reason. I think I'm going to go with – oh, my gosh. Every time <laughs> I'm going to say the name, I'm like, no. I can't Come say on, it. Come on. You got right, to choose – I'm going to say Alavila. I think the hire of um yeah sorry claps, there's on. the claps congratulations <laughs> Alavila Al- Al- <laughs> MVP of 2020 Two mainly because of year? your hire of it's, of AJ Hinch you chose a direction Benzer wow. Torkelson and Torkelson's a good pick as well um, but. You better not screw it up because yeah. you there you got some you got some guys here. So. I
1: will judge you on your pick second through fourth rounds and all the pitchers you did not take.
2: Hundred percent.
0: All right. So where are we now? We got to transition. I'm just gonna go to our our picks. What's the pick music? We're starting with. Sorry, this is just <laughs> this is so such good. You know that music. Oh wait, hold on. Hold on, Ryan. I'm gonna transfer this to you here. I am go use the
1: restroom.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Did no, I get it right?
1: I'm not leaving the camera. Did you get it? Position. All right, guys. Now that you've heard that music, you know what that means. It is time to make our DeHop's Brewing Company Cafe Picks of the Week. But before we do that, I want to remind you to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for what you have going on, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount when you carry out a crowler or on your first pint if you're allowed to dine in. Whatever your beer choice is, we know that the Hops has something that you would like just as much as your favorite, if not more. Uh, go in and, and try some of their favorites, some of the like, stand delicious. It's their incredible, juicy IPA. Uh, go get something that, that carry out a six pack right there. Double dry hopped seven secrets. That is a big favorite around here or the world beer championship, silver medal award winning shadow box, dark lager now sold in six packs as well. The house brewing company cafe is the official brewery of state of my sports in 2020. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you state of my sports. Again, you get that nice little discount official brewery of state of my sports for this week. Only. This is our
0: final week, so if there are any breweries out there We do
1: love we do love to hops. Let's we do,
0: it we to do love the hops thank us, you guys well, yeah. yeah, you guys did an amazing job. <laughs> As the official brewery of State My Sports in 2020. We appreciate everything you guys have done for us. Um, other than just not returning emails and text messages and phone calls. That's, so that's just
1: that's lately though. Yeah. But I'm not better. Be okay.
0: I'm not bitter. Uh, but anyways. Let's go through the results of last week. Micah, Kyle, Ryan, Sam—we all went three and four, so there was no movement up top.
2: How dare us!
0: Micah went forty and four, or he is forty and forty-seven, bringing up the rear. Um, Ryan, you are in third place uh, with a forty-seven and forty overall record. I am forty-eight and thirty-nine in second place behind Kyle, who has a one-game lead on me. Uh, For 49 and 38 overall. I got to find my phone because I have Kyle's
1: picks here.
2: Ooh. King Kyle. I don't know what I did on my phone.
1: What did I do? You put it on the ground because it was making (laughs) – it was giving you feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Under a
0: paper that I tossed aside. (laughs) All right. So. Wait, so I didn't do very – we all did 3-4? Yeah, we all went 3-4. crazy, right? terrible. Okie dokie. We will start with the Mayo Bowl. Yeah, Florida versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a three-point favorite. Kyle is taking Florida. Underdog.
2: Is this or, the sorry, Mayonnaise Bowl? Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, Oklahoma is a three-point underdog. I think they Thank you is. for clearing that up. Mayonnaise Bowl is the worst? <laughs> so Kyle took Florida. I'm going to take Florida as well. I don't think Oklahoma is very good, um, and I think Florida is going to – they have enough to play for.
1: Yeah, I think this is classic case of Big 12 versus SEC, right? I think Florida's a much better team.
2: Oh, I'm going Florida, too. I mean, a Big 12 defense against Florida's offense? Are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: So we got Florida across the board. That's that's an episode that Jarrett would be proud of. Uh, so we'll jump down to the Peach Bowl. You got Cincinnati against Georgia, who is a seven-point favorite. Um Kyle took Georgia I'm gonna take Cincinnati
3: oh wow
0: I think they're so mad that they didn't get that they got snubbed I don't think Georgia is as good as everybody thinks they are seven points is too many for me
1: so I'm taking Cincinnati you, you say Kyle picked Georgia he did easy Cincinnati for me <laughs> Dang.
2: my god Cincinnati Wow, Cincinnati is pissed. All
0: right, we got a couple playoff games, guys. A couple playoff games here. Um, we got. We'll start with number four. Notre Dame is against number one Alabama, who is a nineteen-point favorite. And this is supposed to be a Final Four playoff game, and you got a nineteen-point spread. That is insane. I can say I disagree though. <laughs> Kyle's, <laughs> Kyle's taking Bama. I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I'm going to. It's gonna be like a 17 point game, and <laughs> it's not gonna be that close. But Notre Dame's gonna get a last second touchdown to, to make it. That probably make will cover. happen. You know, 19's just too many. That's a lot of points, and yeah, I'm sure too I'm many. sure Bama's sure. gonna cover it. But I'm gonna
1: take Notre Dame because it just makes sense to take 19. We've points. never had playoff games end up with, in blowouts, right?
0: Usually, it is. Oh, isn't it? oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> I'm taking Bama. Bama. All right, Micah, Bama. Oh boy,
2: Guess those hopes and dreams goodbye, <laughs> Irish fans.
0: I have a feeling it's going to be a blowout, but just nineteen like they could they could compete. Like I eighteen mean, point game is still a blowout for a playoff game. So like, I don't know. It's going to be too I, much. It was probably the wrong wrong pick, but we got one more playoff game. We have fifty eight seconds of the music left. so Let's do this one pretty quick. We got Ohio State against Clemson, who is a seven and a half point favorite. Kyle is taking Ohio State. I am taking Clemson. Ryan.
2: Ohio State. Micah. Give me Clemson.
1: Wow.
0: Split. I love it. That's always fun. It's better than our when we always like have Agree. all the same ones. Right, there was a nice transition. I should have done like the volume down and I'd jump
1: <laughs> over, but
2: was a better transition without you talking. Yeah. yeah if I you probably, didn't explain that. Been,
0: <laughs> if I didn't explain how bad my <laughs> transition was, you
1: would have let me do that, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we have Steelers at the Browns. Browns need this game. They're a six and a half point favorite. So when the when the Steelers are playing like everybody, they're still not very good right now. I would probably take the Browns, even with Steelers playing everybody. They're not actually. I, I think Mason Rudolph starting. Um, so, so Browns yep. are six and a half. Point six and a half point either. favorite. Kyle's taking Browns. I'm taking Browns. Micah. Browns. Er, er, uh, okay. Sorry, I, I went out. Of, I went out of order. Then that's not your fault, Ryan. Steelers. <laughs> He's oh. like, his eyes lit up when everybody took the Browns. He's like, oh, boy, yeah. I can not take that. Whoa. All right, so we have the football team at the Eagles, who is a one-point underdog at home. This game means a lot to Washington. Um, not so much
1: to the Eagles. but It means lots of the Lions, though. Come on, guys.
2: Yeah, exactly. Which I'm, I'm football <laughs> team? <laughs> the football team. Oh, the football team.
1: The or the Yeah,
2: the it's the yeah you know it's the. It's the Well Dwayne name, oh, Haskins God. isn't there, it's not do, like, the football yeah, team. Yeah, that's true. Anymore. If, if Haskins Alright, <laughs> was
1: still there, it'd be the <laughs> football team. Well it's more like to football team.
0: Alright, Kyle's taking the the football team. I am taking the Eagles because I want it to happen so badly that I feel like if I pick it, it's going to, even though that's usually not how this works. Actually I have a I have a sounder for that. Hold on. That's not how it works. Well, shoot. Hold on. That's not how it works.
3: <laughs> That's not how any of this works.
0: See? Exactly. Who was that? That was a commercial. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that was a good one. All righty. I'm taking the Eagles, Ryan.
1: Eagles. Just because I want it. Just like you.
0: And Jalen Hurts is playing good, and I think he wants yeah. to
1: prove a lot.
2: Yeah. Guys, this is so easy. It's the Eagles. They're Washington doesn't even know who's starting at QB. Yeah, but they
1: have a good defensive
2: Lineman, oh, I could care less. Line but core,
0: yeah. I think Hurts can run around. Yeah. Yeah, I think kind of make some plays. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's going to happen as well. So the last game, the last time we get to pick the Lions for the season, um, you got Vikings at the Lions, who are a six and a half point underdog. Kyle's taking the Vikings six and a half. Like,
1: I yeah. All right, so the I underlined this like fourteen times. I could count it, but I think it's fourteen. Like, that's how sold you are on it? Yeah. Cool. Telling- Vikings. You're taking the Vikings. Yeah, Lions are awful. Did you watch last week? It was hard to but, watch last week. I did, but all
0: of the circumstances that they had. like th- This basically comes down to if Stafford plays, they're going to cover the 6.5. They're probably going to win if Stafford plays. They because didn't, that's just they the didn't cover thing
1: last to do. time they played them with Stafford.
2: But will the Lions do the most Lions thing and win and completely? Yeah, probably defeat their odds.
0: No. I'm taking the Vikings. Their, their wide receivers are too good. They're, Justin Jefferson's going to just have a field day. That's his name, right? Did I get that name right? Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. Yes. Yeah. Micah? Vikings. All right. Yep. Those are the final regular season picks of the year. Crazy, right? This season just flew by. Done. It
1: flew by. And like always, we have draft picks to look forward to, guys.
0: Yeah, that's always exciting. I love I love draft. I mean, I already have on next week's sheet the, the uh, draft game. We're, we're doing a mock draft game. We
1: could literally do a, a mock draft for every team in the state of Michigan. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have two It'd be great. on there, It'd be fun, right? It'd be the only thing we do, the, whole, the yeah, the whole podcast.
0: I think we should do that. I think that is a great idea, Ryan.
1: All right, Jarrett. And Kyle, you got your wish. We'll do that.
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> it is time to grade our Michigan beers for episode 87. But before we do... I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Annals Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan. You guys know where they're located. They're on Lake Michigan Drive. Short drive, wherever you live in West Michigan, just just go there. That's right where there. you get the, your beer. They have a massive and up-to-date inventory of of the craft beers from across our great nation. Michigan beers all over the place. Awesome. They have like several rows of just Michigan beer, um, which is why we go there um, to help us pick out our beers for each and every State of My Sports episode. Um, So please check them out and let them know that you heard about us or heard about them on State of My Sports podcast. Um, For the people that are watching on our Facebook Live or on YouTube, you can see that the beers are just scrolling through. So there are – how many different beers are we doing? We're doing five different beers because we kind of went out of character here. We are drinking – did anybody look up where this athletic brew company is from? Because I think that's something important that we should know. And I should have I, I told you guys I would have someone I just spilled all over. Oh my gosh. I am this is a non-alcoholic Cut beer off. that I'm drinking It, here. it
1: looks like uh Stratford, Connecticut. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Okay. So let's just start with that one. Let's start with the Athletic
1: Brewing Company, Run Wild, non alcoholic, IPA. It's okay. actually it's actually pretty amazing how much. Alcohol, you like, <laughs> like like beer. It tastes, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for the beer without the alcohol, which I don't know what kind of insane person you are, but <laughs> I mean, it does it does the job though. Yeah, or pop maybe <laughs> lemon water. <laughs> really lemon, some, lemon water is already scored really mean, high yeah. in this podcast. Yeah,
0: so. you already got some. Yep. All right. Um. So, athletic. I mean, look, I like beer. I really do. But I like what it does. Like I like the I like the alcohol. So I think it's hard for me to get past. Um, just shout out to them. I mean, I understand what you're doing. So many different people on board. I think actually JJ Watt's on board with this. So I probably should have. I'll have to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> but
2: wow, because I, I hated on you, him earlier. I know what you're talking
1: about? <laughs> Isn't he? I literally He's have no a, clue what you're talking about. He's
0: a, like a sponsor or something.
2: Oh okay. Well, that and makes I it I
0: was roasting him earlier, better. trying to at least. The way I wrote. Am I just talking right now? Like, what is going he was,
2: on? He was trying to roast a good guy for doing good things.
0: <laughs> but anyways, shame on um, you, Sam. They have. I mean, <laughs> love what they're doing. Houston, Thank Houston you, to strong, Eddie. No worries uh, for 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 giving us this beer <laughs> I mean, to try. I Really know. appreciate it. Um, I understand what they're doing here for the for the people that don't want the alcohol, but um, it's it's good enough. I'm I'm gonna give it a six point
2: eight. Uh, I. I understand what they're trying to do here, and it's not for me. Uh, It's a good beer for what it is, and I'm going to give it a 5.6. 5.7. I don't want to be the low
1: guy and then total. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. All righty. Let's get into
0: our Michigan beers for this episode. Ryan, you want to start us off?
1: Unruly Mm. Brewing Company. This is out of Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, I'm drinking Revel Rouser. This is a 7.2. Again, this has a, a flavor of the, from the West Coast style EPA. Uh, big, juicy, citrus, tropical, pine aromas, flavors with crisp, refreshing finish. You know, this is made with all Michigan hops. I really like I – I actually don't get the, uh, the citrus flavors that they're talking about from this mm. beer. But on the other side of this, it, it's very, very easy to drink. I actually would recommend this beer pretty highly – Um, I just don't know if it matches exactly what they're trying to do on the can or by the description of the beer. Um, Did I already say the percentage, 7.2 percenter? I'm going to go with a um, uh, 7.8. 7.8. All right. Micah.
2: I'm drinking from Austin Brothers. Their murking dreams come true. They're out of Alpena, Michigan, and this is a New England-style IPA. It's a a 7.5 percenter. Um, cheers to, uh, all the cellar staff out there with this beer. Um, it's, it's a good color. It's a really nice new England. I'm going to give this an 8.1. It's
0: a good score. It's a very good score. All right. I am drinking. What am I drinking over here? I'm drinking pen pen hopper IPA. It is from not monkey fist. It is from.
1: Middle Coast.
2: Oh, I was going to say East Coast. I, yeah, I, was, I, just,
0: I knew it was like-
1: Middle Coast is tough because it's not really middle.
0: Yeah, hold on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Traverse <laughs> City, right? It's farther north.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I'm drinking from Middle Coast Brewing, um, formerly Monkey Fist Brewing Company, uh, Penn Hopper IPA. It is a very good IPA. I, I've been a big fan of this. Um, what is the percentage here? alcohol by volume. Um, One thing that the brewers were telling me, um, they actually just got the okay to start selling beer and like shipping it. So you can buy it online and they will mail it to you, which is a a, um, pretty nice thing that not everybody can do. Um, But I I really like this drink. I like this. This is a good IPA. Why did you take a
1: drink in the middle of your description? I have no idea. I because I think I like. Let me tell you about this. Hold on, (laughs) just a second. (laughs) me
0: me drink it and then just one moment, please. Oh, they're so mean to me. (laughs) All right, um, here. Open this one while I try to stumble out my uh, my grade here. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.8 score. That is what I did there. That is the Pen Hopper. IPA. What's next? All right. What are we doing? Yeah, let me transition. I'm just really struggling here. Um, We're learning. Yeah. So, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about that beer?
2: Yeah, from ArcLight Brewing Company in Oh Waterfleet, Waterfleet, Michigan. Uh, it's an eight percenter. <clears throat> Their double IPA, hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Idaho Seven. Uh, well, there's mosaic in there, and like I mentioned last week, anything with the word mosaic, you got me hooked. Uh, the label's sweet. Um,
1: yeah, their labels are always really cool. Really yeah.
2: cool label. Uh, this is definitely one of the higher end, more expensive ones from Sicilianos. Uh, I, I anticipate it to be a good beer. I haven't taken a sip yet.
1: Yeah, I. What I really like about this is it's it's. Uh, the flavor Whoa. is very full. Like it's not it, it doesn't taste like it's missing anything.
2: It's very full. It's very very forward. Like there's there's a lot going on. Good flavor.
0: It's got the same kind of color that, that the murky kinda of had. Mm-hmm. Not as murky, I would say. But it has that same taste, I would say. Like mm-hmm. I mean there is that murky a
1: double or what is that exactly?
2: No, I believe that's a single. Is it? Yeah so, this so a the murky,
1: the murky has some good flavor to it um it's got more of of the i don't know if it's bitterness or more like that pine you know like a um i don't know light flavor to it but i think this double kind of rounds itself out really well it's yeah. like full beer yeah
2: I, it's really really good you'd have to ask a beer enthusiast i mean i i, I know what i like i just don't know exactly what i'm talking we don't about you know how to say but, it with words but <laughs> i i think that Citra... I, I would hope someone corrects me that here's this podcast. I think that Citra is that bright, flashy, tasty feel on the front end because there, there's it tastes a little bit. I don't know if it's "sweets" the word, but it's definitely that. Crisp yeah, no, front I see end. what you're saying. Yeah, but that's a good beer. I like I like those hops together. Yeah, I you know this what is I, a well brewed beer.
1: You know what I like about it is it, uh, the flavor compared to the other beers that I've been drinking stands out. Yeah, and it's it's the best one yeah and usually
0: the collaborations like the collab beers um, they have a little bit harder time being true to what they wanted it to be because you're trying to get two different opinions two different visions and trying to mix it in one yeah. I think they did a very good job with this one because um, you had monochrome brewing and then arc light Brewing company Um that that were both part of it. So
1: so I wonder so we were looking up over the weekend project long shot if that had something to do with like what would the meaning be was yeah. behind that.
0: So the the can here, let me actually trans transition. Here actually I'm gonna transition to you, Ryan. Can you hold it up? For, yeah. So I think here? the more and more I think and about then this. We'll let's do
1: grades here. Right after you just brought it up, um I think maybe Project Long Shot had to do with something about the collaboration beer. Like eh, this might work out. It's kind of a long shot. I don't know. Yeah. What oh, do you guys maybe. Think? And
0: then if you look at it, they have, uh, it's like a slingshot, and it's the world covered by a, a freaking mask. A mask, yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, the long shot is what? That COVID's going to beat us, or that uh, the world's going to end up in one piece?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a
1: really good... <laughs> I have no That's like the, yeah, I don't know. You
0: know, I should really reach out to him and ask him what, what, what it is that that low- We would the, the, love the, to know the story
1: behind
2: this.
0: Yeah, us. it'd be very interesting. All right, let's do some quick grades. I'm going to get out of here. Moika,
2: eight four. Ryan, eight three. Sam,
0: eight three and a half. No. (laughs) Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with a eight four. You know eight point zero.
1: All right. Am I allowed to do that? I'm I'm disappointed, but yeah, that's fine. You're disappointed with that? Yeah, I graded eight three. So why wouldn't I be disappointed?
2: I don't know. I thought I thought I did a good job. Don't be disappointed. He looks like the bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Thank you guys for recording. Yep. Always appreciate you guys doing this. We will talk to you next year if not sooner.
3: Peace guys.
0: Hey, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our Out Six Feet Down.